Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen, and I'm your host, Max. And joining me here in the booth is Gideon. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about two two medieval-style movies, one very serious, one uh, classic comedy. We're going to be talking about the brand-new The Last Duel, starring Adam Driver and uh, Matt Damon. And then we're also going to be talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So, uh, Gideon, which one do you want to start out with? Let's do The Last Duel first. Okay. Uh, So I literally came from the theater uh, right before I got here. And so it's all fresh, and I just watched it. And uh, initial thoughts, I kind of hated this movie. And part of it was made worse by the fact that I was um, surrounded by really inconsiderate moviegoers. Um, there were three three old people in front of me that were talking throughout the whole movie, and uh, one of them, even their phone went off in the middle of it, and it took her quite a while to get her phone to stop. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that wasn't fun, but this was also probably the closest I've ever come to falling asleep in a movie theater. Honest to God, like, I can't believe that this, this got made the way it was, because... It is so boring, except for like the last ten minutes, in my opinion. How did you feel about it? I was, I was not a huge fan of this. Um, I didn't find it boring necessarily. I just was. I have a lot of issues um, with with the the way this story is structurally told, um, and then kind of like what it ends up saying as a result of of its structure. Um, I, I'd rather get into the... That's my initial thoughts, but if you want to do like a summary and then we can kind of... Summary is uh, there's these two guys uh, that are kind of friends. They're in the Middle Ages, or I guess this would be more like medieval times, right after the plague, I guess, so late 1300s. Um, and one of them kind of clamors to the count that's kind of running this region and the other one keeps getting like the bad end of the stick on everything um but meanwhile uh he this is matt damon's character like finds a wife who is very beautiful and renowned for her wealth and all this other stuff and then uh it wants her wants her her father's land and as part of the dowry and then doesn't get it because he had to give it up to Ben Affleck. Um, because and then Ben Affleck gave it to, Matt, to Adam Driver. So basically they're in a pissing match over this, over this, over this land. land. And, and then eventually Adam Driver starts to covet her and then he rapes her. And then it's uh, kind of a, he then becomes a trial. Well, yeah, he like should, it's, he it's said, really, she said, but then it's also a, a trial to, uh, to kind of settle this once and for all, this feud that has been kind of culminating between these two characters and also... So they have this really dumb custom where they kill each other too. It's not... Well, they even admitted in the movie that it's not a, necessarily a commonly practiced well, custom. Yeah, but it's, I mean, the this, king is dumb enough to allow it, basically. He's, I don't think so. I mean, I thought that's one heck of a like way it's to all do part it. Of the, it's all part of the the systemic oppression that's happening basically i feel like the king it's, allows it's it and that they want and the thing is that both matt damon and adam driver want to uh have this last duel to like like they're basically uh flexing their own masculinity is what the movie's saying in order to uh 
win over, prove what is true, but they're not really interested in what's true so much as they are in proving their own strength as as a man is Mm. what the point of it is. I don't know. I felt it was more, well, for Matt Damon's character, I think it definitely is more about preserving his honor because for the for the last how many years, slowly he's been losing rapport with all these other yeah. uh, people. But with Adam Driver, it's just him trying to perpetuate a lie. Um, yeah. And I mean, nobody's question, and questioning his through, masculinity. And they're allowed to do it, able to do it through the specific, cost, or not custom, but like through this. Through the duel. The, through this duel display to the death. of... Strength, yeah, and and rather than an actual trial or whatever. Well, they kind of go through kind of trial, it, but, but yeah. So this is where I have the biggest issue with this film is. So it's it's this is the point, right? So like that's the that's the story it's telling is that the duel is dumb, and that if we would just believe what she said, then we wouldn't have to do the stupid duel thing, and then the the and then at, after the what happens and the duel happens. Then, like, it's all, it still isn't really about her so much as it is who won the duel, right? Um, that's all fine and good. The problem that I have this move with this movie is that it does this, like, Rashomon structure where it goes through and it takes uh, Matt Damon's perspective and then it does Adam Driver's perspective and then it does uh, Marguerite's perspective, which is the Jodie Comer character. And, and they tell pretty much the same pretty story. pretty much all identical. Yeah. That's the problem that it, I have with it. It's yeah. not different, like, whatsoever. So what Rashomon does is it frames it. So Rashomon is this, is, I think it's 1950, a Kira Kurosawa film, where you've got basically almost an identical setup. You've got this uh, samurai, his wife, and then this bandit who comes in, rapes her. And, well, and all, we, all that we really know is that all that we know for sure between all the stories is that she gets raped and he dies. The the samurai does. And the mm-hmm. bandit. So they bring they bring in the bandit, they bring in the 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 wife, and they bring in the ghost of the dead samurai. And so all of them tell completely different versions of this story. So we don't really ever know. It's really hard to figure out what, what actually happened. So what but where that movie is interesting is in where the stories differ. Here, this one, they're almost well, and, identical. And, and it actually uses a framing device to do it. Here, there's no framing device. It just jumps right into it, which could be an effective choice. But the problem is that it's not It's not really, it doesn't really um, motivate it, anything. So, like, And yeah. because there's no framing device, it leads to this problem where all three stories are like identical. And the biggest, the biggest problem that I have with this is the rape scene specifically. Because like rape is like the most awful possible thing that could possibly happen in this earth like it's it's terrible they show it twice and that really bugged me like i like i don't think that's necessary for this story specifically and 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 the reason why it's different is that adam driver's perspective of of the rape is like it's not it's It's still kind of like like it's still it just still just shows it like he's not even he's not even changing it in his own he's not lying about it he's not like it's it's like what Rashomon was if people thought that Rashomon actually was what it's not which is like people can have different perspectives on the truth and both of them can be true at the same time like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever all that that happens differently with 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 Marguerite's perspective is it's worse yeah but, like it's but the same it both, but worse. And I just I really still, dislike yeah. that. Well, then it because there was almost no difference in this, you feel like you're watching. I mean, yes, you realize that there are subtle differences to to show that these people have different perspectives and nobody's memory is 100% correct 
because yeah. certain people say right. certain so lines. It's memories, but there's no there's no point where they're actually communicating yeah. this to anybody. Yeah, like it's and just showing the truth. It's just showing different their truths, things, their that, truths. And I thought that the way that they Which said it, that her truth is the absolute correct one. But they is, don't distinguish her as why her truth is any different. Yeah. Other it, than the fact that she she's is the, one the woman. That's, yeah, she's the woman who's who's being raped. But at the same time, it's like there are a lot of events that aren't just about that that you see play out that, you know, then there's no argument to be made like whose is exactly true. Like you never see another perspective. There's a there's a great yeah. dialogue exchange between Adam Driver and her um, around a, a buffet table kind of thing at this mm-hmm. this event. And Which, like that, that only happens from his perspective. Only from his perspective. So that one, because that's the only information we're getting, we have to assume is right. True, it's, right. It's weird. Or Whereas not. With, I mean, I'm going to go back to Rashomon because this movie is so similar. Again, that's that's part of the problem I had. This movie is so similar to Rashomon that I could not get it out of my head the entire film. So with Rashomon, the whole. Every three events take place in a very concentrated setting. It's all in this one part of the woods, each each three perspective during this very concentrated amount of time. Whereas here, it's so expansive that you can't really compare and contrast. So that with that scene that you're talking about, the table specifically, like Adam Driver's perspective on on the on the event is like, like why is this different? Like I yeah. don't. Well, and what's kind of funny is it's his version is still like very much like a. Yeah, like wait, like you said, it's just it's still rape. It's just her version is worse. Of yeah, it. but like his is like he's like he's is he, trying to be casual about it. Like it almost right, feels so, like he's kind of doing like the Rocky thing when he's like stopping uh, 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 what's her name from leaving his his apartment at the beginning of the. I mean, not saying that I'm not saying that Rocky's like a rapist or anything, but but it kind of felt like that vibe. Like it was just kind of this lighthearted, like, hey, you're not going anywhere. Kind but it's of thing. still In very his version, clearly rape. I'm not. Even when they show that. it from him. I'm so not what, arguing that. So the thing I'm just is, saying that, that I think would have made it more effective is if he's like lying to himself about what happened. And like from him, yeah. and like he's, so what Rashomon does, it's not what the characters actually believe is happening. So when they go back and do the flashbacks, they don't believe any of this stuff. They're lying to protect their own self-image, which is what his character is trying to do. So when you show his perspective and it's not preserving his self-image it just doesn't make much sense yeah like i thought that for sure like going into this seeing the trailers knowing kind of what this movie was going to be about i thought for sure if if they were going to show his perspective or something like i thought that it would be like his perspective would be her wanting to be with him yes and then which they kind of set up too and then a they just bit. didn't. Well, from his perspective, it seemed like it. Right. But, but then once it, he but actually then, does it, then it just it shows exactly no. what happened. Yeah. yeah it's so it's it just weird. It, it's just weird that they kind of do like this fake out, but then it's not a fake out, and he's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's Which, a weird but, way to do but it. With Matt Damon's character, they could. I mean, this is not the the true story of what happened. Um, but so I mean, you can't really change that much. But I'm just thinking because of what. Matt Damon's character, he's got his own like jealousies. So he's je- Matt Damon, or I can't keep calling him Matt Damon. That's not his character's name. Well, I can't. His character is like Legree. No, Legree is Adam Driver. He, look, yeah. Dick, Jean, Jean de Carouge. So he's jealous of Legree. Yeah. Which is Adam Driver's character. So he's, so that's completely founded. So that's dramatically. Jealous, but he's also just mad because Legree has been just totally taking advantage of this political uh, ally of his and yeah. and just getting all this all these things and then he kind of takes the title that was uh Matt Damon's character I can't I can't remember the names I'm terrible with those French like names like Squire 
Well, no, no. The he was going to be the captain. Oh, His father is captain. I, yeah, so yeah. he was going to essentially be like moving up and taking over this this certain chunk of the military in that region. He was going to have control of, and he would have broader uh, privileges and things like that that were taken away from him because right. he stood up for himself when when things were going kind of unjustly towards him, and he stood up, and then he got punished because he wasn't like this this. Uh, syncophant of of the count yeah and i don't know it's just certain things about this were interesting i kind of liked the the lead up but the fact that they essentially tell the same story three times in a row and then finally end up with a duel it just it's so boring and tedious like the first well, one or two times the you watch thing this, that okay, i found but, it the thing that i found the most the most uh but the best part of this is, is uh marguerite's section of the story because that's the part where it's like the most empathetic and it's like because it's that's what that's what the movie's putting forth as true right yeah so, so like, why even bother so why, showing the other right, two so according to that the rest of the film if if all what she if she's the only thing that's saying is true then I'm I'm like I don't know if this is for sure true or not but like what why show any of that and also I why agree. show the duel because well, like if the, the duel matters because but, that's gonna resolve things but like I Yes, but I'm saying like if the if the duel is this stupid uh, implementation of the patriarchy, that's a reason why that's a example. Exa if exemplary of her like uh, her uh, her uh, mistreatment, then why show it? I'm just I'm just I'm just putting forth a possible like you could cut I, to after that. You can't I'm make not, a movie called The Last Duel without showing a duel. That's why. No, I agree. I'm <laughs> not saying it's a good choice. And I'm if, saying and it's if a possible. I sat through that but movie and they cut to and black cut before the before the fight. Well, that's what starts, the, that's what the, really that's what the opening does. Yeah, is but, it goes and then cuts away before it finishes. But at no point was I ever expecting them to not to finish. not show it. Yeah, no, no, no I just I thought agree. they were starting it with that to kind of get people engaged and then. The no, next I, two hours and I thirty think, minutes. Are. I think that's what that's. I mean, that's kind of what the the cutaway is. I think at least partially what's going on there. But yeah, but I also felt like this movie. This is like what happens because it's you turning watched, away from violence to a more empathetic experience. I think is kind of what's going on there. But sorry, I, I just thought they were kind of leading it into it, giving you something to look forward to because they. But knew if that's the case, the then, next, then you shouldn't show it at the beginning either. But then you're sitting there for. Well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I would have restructured it that way. I would have definitely, since they portray her version well, as the truth, yeah, and just show the scenes that are kind of only shown from one perspective, put those in there, have her perspective, and then go to the duel. You don't need to do it this way well, where you tell I, the same story three times. Now, right, I, I and so I'm not a fan. I just want to use. Oh, but, yeah. I just want to say this movie is like watching, like, let's say you have a Star Wars, the like Star Wars, the original, then you have like Star Wars, the special edition, and then you have Star Wars, like the director's cut. Like, that's what this is. If you like watch something like that, well, but there's not as entertaining there's as any many of those, examples of, of Rashomon, like structure and pop culture, like that, that have been done well. So like, there's nothing wrong with Rashomon structure. Like, cause well, it's called, the reason it's called Rashomon structure is because Rashomon is the one that originated. So like you see this in like Pulp Fiction. Uh, which is not exactly the same because it's not people telling a story. Dogs too, but kind of. Yeah, a, a better example. I'm gonna. <laughs> so it's in it, the Last Jedi. I'm not trying to get into any of the no, argument about the, the specific part where where three different stories are told. Luke tells a lie about what happened with Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren tells a lie about what happened with Kylo Ren, and then Luke tells the truth. So it's three different versions of the story. And they all play out differently until we find out what the actual truth was. So, like, it's the it's it's that thing happening. Um, 
I'm sorry, I just thought of something really funny that pertains just because it's Adam Driver being the through point. Oh, here. yeah, I didn't even like, realize that. Yeah, if you think, like, Luke standing above Adam Driver in the bed, just there could be some weird reverse powers. Similarities here. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. The, but I'm just saying, it's literally like watching the same 40-minute episode of a TV show three times in a row, just getting slightly deleted scenes added in or taken yeah. out, and then you're And each of them different- are rendered well enough. Like, they're, I, like Ridley Scott definitely has a handle on how to film uh, yeah. medieval scope and stuff like that. Well, even like just set designs, performances. The subtle differences to tell the story like, differently yeah. is done very well. Yeah. Like when she's dancing with, with Matt Damon at that party and the way that they show her perspective looking at Adam Driver one right, way yeah, and, and then, then another him way. from the other side, and yeah. There's such... That's, that was, I think, my my favorite part is when she when when Adam Driver's looking up there and looking down on them, and he doesn't hear them, and, yeah. and he doesn't hear what they're saying, and then we go from her, and we hear her like saying, "Just smile at him, even if you don't actually mean it. Yeah. It'll go a long way." Which I, it which we saw it did. So like, that's the kind of stuff skill. that you need more of. Yeah, there's definitely. I just feel like there's skill. just not enough of that in this movie to make it no. like. So, like yeah. And again, I wasn't bored. I think this is the 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 problem for me oh. more so is less from that level, but more so in just the level that just like it just communicates its 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 purpose. I, I was just shocked, like that they even went because I was thinking, okay, first first run through of this whole story, all right, interesting. I liked it. I liked how the the characters are portrayed the most in Matt Damon's perspective. I like his uh his version of everybody the most. But then they go right into Adam Driver's perspective. And it's like, wow, you're really going all the way back to that battle? Like, do you really need well, to show and that? Are, and, like, do you need to do this? And that? I just was well, like... Well, there's another cha- example of a difference. So I'm okay with that being there if that's what you're if that's what you're doing. All I'm saying is that you didn't even need to jump back there because that battle barely has any... You know that he saves him in that. Why do you... I mean, yeah, okay, he runs out and there's a different, slightly different dialogue exchange, but the same things happen. But that has nothing to do with the romance. Yeah, again, I think I think this is all just telling... All this is telling me is that a framing device is needed for this. Like, even something like the social network, which has a framing device of the courtroom. And so all of this stuff is 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 framed through the lens of that, where truth is or is not what the characters are actually saying. Like, all, like things like that, especially in a story like this, like, I've, and, and the fact that it's in a courtroom, like, I just, I'm just confused as to why there is no framing device here, because it just muddies things to me in terms of what the movie's trying to say yeah now i one thing that stood out to me that i really really i will say was probably one of the best examples of and this is super out of left field but this movie really does it well fully like yeah the it's got sound effects fully. especially in that last duel are phenomenal yeah like i know it seems like such a minor thing but it stood out to me for some reason that it was I think really Ridley well Scott done. is always good at full like he's always got like his worlds have like you think blade runner you think alien you think gladiator all of them have a, a, like the 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 auto the the oral facets are uh are are there but yeah i i just i just had to say that just that's i mean i'm gonna kind of not review this very well because i didn't enjoy this at all except for that last 10 minutes when it's just a fight scene but yeah, I will say that was probably the highlight of this movie and probably the best thing about this other than some of the cinematography to show those slight changes. Yeah, but they didn't. You're right. They didn't change it enough to keep you invested as much as you need to be for this. Yeah, I don't know if that's the true story aspect of this or like what? Like, I I, I don't know. It just it just seems silly to me. Like and the fact that they also say that both of these guys are so full of themselves to say that one like line of dialogue and yeah, then you find and out then it's you the find dude, it's behind, the, yeah. dude behind him yeah. like who cares? 
cares? Like again, like all that of that's <laughs> like it's subtle differences like that, and there and those subtle differences are peppered in throughout. And again, I think that's fine. Like I'm okay with the subtle differences, and I'm okay with it being not like an obvious thing where each of them are so completely different. But I feel like there's some parts of this, the rape scene especially, um, that that would have been rendered better if it had not. Uh, uh, been so interested in like delineating every single part of their experience, um, yeah. and like again, it's just it's also, so weird because it just doesn't come together to a cohesive whole to me. So it's hard to find which parts do and do not without like going through and you know. And also, I just want to say like one other bad thing about this: Matt Damon doing a British accent. Yeah, there I are think definitely the, moments where well, he even just ben drops Aff it. Ben Affleck also. Yeah. Both of them were terrible. I've heard people say that Ben Affleck is a highlight of this, and I and I I don't think so. I like Ben Affleck as an actor. I think more than most people do. I did not. I was not. He didn't. It wasn't believable. His character just certain things about his character it. is a joke. Like yeah. and it's and they play him as comic relief, which is weird to me it's because he's for a, villain, a terrible like, person. Yeah, like, and he's played for comic relief. I don't. I don't get that. Like the shoe. Like like that's you know, fine. Hey, and a, like you can play the... a villain for comic relief in a different type of story. In this type of story where he's clearly abusing women. Like I don't like. It yeah. just does not totally like, work. Who said for me. that the, he needs to be funny? Who told Ridley Scott, "Hey, this guy's everybody's gonna be real bummed out by this movie, but you know what's gonna make it better?" <laughs> well, I mean, Ben it's, Affleck and Matt ben Damon Affleck did write the screenplay. Okay, well, so I don't know if that's where it comes from. And they're great writers. Like, look at Goodwill Hunting, but like, well, like they're a good writing they're team. A good team. But again, in certain movies, again, like they Dogma, have, but, but it's them too. And then there's the. There's there's also a woman screenwriter on here as well. I don't remember what her name was, but so you have those two and then her. So like I feel like again, this specifically a women's perspective is where it shines through the most. And then when you pull that back, like there's so many things where it's like believe the women's perspective, but then it feels to me like every single choice is undercutting her 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 empathy with her. Yeah, and and also I just, I other mean, than Jodie Comer's performance, which I think is the best in the film. I also want to say just by the way, this had probably the most predictable ending. Because clearly they're not going to... Well, I mean, it's the true story, so you can't really but blame it for being predictable. I but I didn't know what the story was beforehand. All I'm saying yeah. is I know, like, there is a level of tension because I, did I didn't not know that. I, I was not, like, did not... I was like, well, maybe they're going to do, a, like, a thing where they... She... Well, I don't want to say the ending, but... I don't want to say the ending either. I'm just saying that I was it not seemed fully very predictable to me. Because the, the, the way that this movie was playing certain moralities and cer certain, um, certain types of... You, you know, uh, what's what's the word? I, I don't know. It just kind of is pushing. Not a, it's not necessarily pushing an agenda because being anti-rape is isn't. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Well, like, people that have called this. People have called this medieval Me Too. Yeah, as I mean, a shorthand because which, of something like that. Though, I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from, but at the same time, like they also they. Gosh, what, how do I word this? The way that they they look back at this movie from a modern perspective doesn't they yes it, it I agree they're, do they're projecting to the, these characters yeah, they're projecting correctly. modern politics onto a story that happened hundreds of years yeah, ago like which is which is years ago yes and, exactly and at the same time morality especially about certain things like this have changed so much that that judging these characters through that kind of lens isn't really fair and i think the uh, matt damon's character's mother has a great line about it like where how she kind of talks about how she like gosh this is spoilers but at the same time i'm not promoting anybody to no, go see this movie i don't but think she is her, his mom's a we. I did not she, understand what the point of her at all was. I think the point of her is that, like, well, when she has that line when she talks about how 
something similar had happened to her. Yeah, like her or, whole character's point is like is that that. Yeah, but, but it's also, also but I think, messy, man. I it's like, but there's another line she has right before that. The the line where she says like what our soldiers do to the peasant women when we go just, in and fight that that it's the boys you know, why be boys mentality. Well, no, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying that this is something commonplace that did happen at the time a ton, which does not make it right. I'm not saying it's making it right, right but I'm saying yes, the fact that they're does, they're yeah. playing this like this is oh this is such an an unheard of unspeakable thing. Like, no, this happens all the freaking time. These people, these guys, especially on the Crusades and stuff like that, these yeah. dudes went Well, to, I think, didn't they say at the end that... That, that he went on a crusade, and yeah, died? and it, which is very common. A lot of people died, and a lot of people were raped in the Crusades, and it just, it just happens like that. This is, that is literally part of that. That is like, always was known as a perk for being a medieval soldier like that especially if you were just a regular foot soldier, if you were raiding a town or a village or something, that was just part of the job. That is literally what they got to do. And it was not right, and I don't agree yeah, with it, yeah. but they treat it like this is such an egregious and unheard of thing when it's not at that time at all. And it just kind of comes off as un unauthentic. And it just seems like, I don't know. It just, yeah, something didn't seem right, and no, you could tell there was moral posturing to it. I kind of agree with you. I don't necessarily have the vocabulary to articulate exactly how I think the, tr the truth of this matter is, so I don't want to, like, put my foot in where I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I think I, I definitely agree that there's a lot of things that happened um, in this in in this era of time that our modern perspective does not allow us to actually understand like how people like we don't see these people as people we see these people as historical figures who are who are somehow like we're morally superior to them um, because of our perspective which we're not yeah. uh, in any way now i mean obviously there are certain figures in in history who even at the time were pretty brutal and even for their own you know uh even for their own time, like Christopher Columbus, I think went on trial because people were so appalled by some of the some of the ways he ran things in in the New World and stuff like that. But you know, there definitely is a, a you cannot treat this like these people are here today in just a med, like a medieval society, but with modern uh, morality. It just doesn't work, and it comes off as disingenuous and just I don't know. It, it it was weird the way that they did it. They definitely had some lines in there that felt like they were pushing uh, a message, like especially during the trial, like when the trial is actually happening right before the big fight. Definitely felt like they were pushing something, and I don't know. I don't like a movie that that's that preachy, and uh, I don't know the the audience in my in yeah, my theater seemed to laugh. Well, There's one line that made the audience like, oh, uh, you know, like how could they think that? Like just just. They don't even these people that were in this theater with me didn't even realize just how badly written that that part was and just how out of left field they threw that in there, and I don't know I I I don't want to divulge too much if you are gonna see it I don't want to ruin like everything, but I don't know let's get into scores quickly let's yeah. run through this and then we can get on to a much better film I hope you feel it's better do you like no Mighty I Python? definitely think it's better okay. I just wanted to make sure. I know we don't see so see our movies too eye to eye, but at least we agree that this one was definitely the last duel was definitely lackluster. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the scores then. Uh, first impression, not super pleased. I liked the action at the end, but and and some of the aesthetic choices definitely does well 
portraying the time. I liked that, and I love historical films, but in terms of writing or acting, nothing nothing was great, and nothing... I, I felt like everybody was kind of below average. Um, I'm going to give this a four. Um, yeah, again, I really did not hate this by any means, um, but again, I don't think it's going to be one we're talking about a year from now. I, I agree. I um, agree. Other and than it's not, to and bring it, it up as a And it didn't example. really stick with me. And again, there's just a lot of things where I feel the movie undercuts itself. And and it's and again, I'm I'm not sure if I'm just misreading it or if what it whatever it is, I, I did not I don't I just don't think it's that great. Again, even though there are like specific elements of it that, that do work. Um I'll give this a five. Yeah. I think aesthetically Ridley Scott a plus on that, but but as far as acting and and writing and just it just didn't it fell flat it fell flat and I think because the visuals were solid enough and historically accurate and I liked the way that they showed things, I that's where that's the only reason it even gets a four for me, but yeah next category uh, story. I wish I mean literally like you said they could have just told this from her perspective and then just done the duel. Like, they, if they would have just cut the first two perspectives, they, I mean, there's no need because they imply so heavily. Like, they clearly... Yeah, I mean, I don't, they do I, don't this, want, I don't want to say that because they're very clearly trying to show the other perspectives. So I would I would, I would be more apt, apt, apt to say, change, slightly change the three perspectives. But, like, again, I do feel like that so fundamentally undercuts her. And the movie's intention is to not undercut her. Well, no, the, I'm thinking they favor her so much. Like, they literally, like, they do everything but come out and say her version is the truth. No, they, and I agree, with, I so do agree with that also that. because what happens, I mean, I'm going to go back to Rashomon. In Rashomon, all three of them are liars. The wife, the samurai, and the, ghost. And the, and the thief. All oh. three of them are liars. And, even, and they have a fourth perspective who is also lying but tells most of the truth. Like, so, again, you can't have her be... Again, I had this problem too, where it's like she is the paragon of virtue, which is is viable in like a fairy tale setting, especially. Um, I just don't think it functions well here. Well, they could if they literally would have just not when they go to the chapter title thing and and so heavily implied that hers is the truth. If they would have given each of them equal standing in Well, that. I'm not even, I don't even really have a problem with saying hers hers is the truth. But like give us some sort but of that, framing as to why hers is the truth. Cuz like it's a truth truth truth, but then this is like capital T truth, but like there's no motivation for that. That's another good point. Like so, I'm fine with I, hers being the truth, just like give me reason why. Well, if her but if you, there's no point in telling three stories if you're going to imply one of them is the absolute truth before the the fine the yeah. finale of this movie because then it takes away any any sort of build up for those two characters. If you if you have them all well, equal, the, I mean, the and point, then there's the a point bit of that information the, the, that is the, the dropped. The duel is not actually reliant on whether or not she's telling the truth. The duel is I, just physical. It's not actually a spiritual thing where she's told I, the I truth, know. therefore he's going to win. But if they if they tell everybody's story equally and not imply that one is specifically the absolute truth or not, and then at the end, after everything is resolved, then do something, introduce some sort of bit that ties them all together, but specifically implies one is correct and one isn't, or and the other two aren't, or something like that, then it makes sense to do it the way that they did. Mm, but by having two that like are told that... I'd rather have are, it before. I think it needs to be before, not I, after. It needs to be... Because after gives you like a... It's a mic drop moment. 
I don't. That's but, what it I, is. but I think this type of story can't. It's not. It's not the usual suspects. The usual suspects is what that would be like. This needs to. I think this is more like where if you're actually looking for the truth in in like a court of law, like I, whatever. Um, Either way, I think we both. We both. If we were in charge of structuring this, we would both have very different films. But I think both of ours would be better. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, obviously, we don't have the expertise to beat like Ridley Scott. But I'm just saying, like. I think if we had Ridley Scott do it our way, well, I think we could. I mean, if we're talking about structuring, we're talking about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, but. <laughs> but, yeah, or, well, yeah, them too. I, and, again, for writing, I think this is very, I think they could have done it very differently. And I mean, Ridley Scott is pumping him out at this point. He's got two movies this year yeah. that are going to be up for Oscars. So, I don't know. I was definitely not feeling it. It. Maybe the first time around when they do Matt Damon's perspective, okay. But after that, telling the same story pretty much two more times and then finally getting to, like, the main yeah, action. I mean, because it's, it's... so... It drags on way too long. So I'm giving this story also... Uh, uh, I'm going to give it a three. I, w I would give it a four, but I don't think it's worth a four. I think... Um, I think I'll say four. I, I did not like the way the story played out, but it's... Yeah, yeah that's what a four says to me. Yeah. Next. Acting is next category. Like I said, their accents drop out a few times noticeably, and you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Like, I know they're professional actors, but I don't think they've ever really had to do British characters for a, something like this. But they're French. Or for, I'm sorry. You're you're right. But they when yeah. you do any sort of European character that's in a different language, for an American audience, usually the go-to is to do a British accent, and everybody has the suspension of disbelief that they're whatever, Italian or French or whatever, usually that's how they do it. The exception may, being The King when uh, Robert Pattinson does a, actually a pretty solid French accent, uh, you know, throughout that, but usually the standard, like if you look at Gladiator, this is a Roman character, he's got a British accent, you know, like anything like that. That's usually the go-to. Um, and they did not maintain their accents well, so... Acting, and, and again, it just, nobody was 100% believable either. Like, I just, and I really felt like actually uh, Ben Affleck was just terrible. It, it seemed like he always, any scene with him was just so, it felt so flat. Uh, I give it a four for acting. Um, usually the side characters who were only shown once or twice, A-okay. Like the king, the French king, Charles the Sixth. Yeah. A okay. And I liked him. I liked the way that they showed Joffrey him. Joffrey vibes from him. Yeah. Him. Well, him. And, well, no, I didn't think. I mean, he's he not like, that bad, but. He's not that bad, for gosh sakes. No, he's just a, a young king. He's a, he's a. He's more like, uh, what's Joffrey's brother's name? Oh, gosh. The one that just. Yeah. <laughs> what's his name? I can't think of his name. He's more um, like him, yeah. really. Because he's like the younger. He's kind of he's kind of innocent. I mean, kind he's not. No, he's not really innocent. Boisterous though. a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of. Yeah. Like, like I get from his eyes that he, he, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Yeah. We can't. There's certain. Um, yeah. But I, I liked him. I liked the side characters. Um, but he does take, you'd see him take glee in the, in the blood sport. Yeah. And that's, which is, but that's the kind of thing where they're not this wise ruler. Yeah. They're this young still kind of. Which I think Joffrey's little brother is a little bit less uh, cruel than that. But Yeah. Well, did you notice that guy like somewhere who's between out maybe. with Adam Driver in this is in Game of Thrones? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty he sure he is. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's one of the uh, Night's Watch. Oh. I'm I'm almost certain if you look up the cast list, it's that dude with the long hair and the blonde long hair and the must, little mustache and 
I can't think of his name, but yeah, the one who was at the door with him. Yeah, no, guy. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Um, I think acting, Jody Comer is stellar. So like like eight nine range, like she gives a great performance. She does. Adam Driver, I think, is also close to that level. I think he does he does great. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck is just like. You can see Boston. <laughs> I didn't like, like Adam Driver. I can in this see. At all. I can. He's he's better than Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Um, he is, but I still thought this was probably the worst movie I've seen Adam Driver in. Um, I mean, even including Star Wars, I think he plays Kylo Ren better than he does this guy. I, well, I agree with that. Um, and I'll give this a six for acting. Okay. Because it's 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 functional. Like I feel like everyone else is like a little bit below functional, and then Jodie Comer kind of like brings it up a touch. And, and back you to could, functional. Yeah, and you could say there's an argument like that to tell a story three times and to do the subtle differences the right way, you know, whatever. But but these guys, I I just don't think they did it. I don't think they did it right. Uh, something about it just just irks me. Next category, look and feel. This is where it stands out. I, I really liked it. I liked how they chose to always kind of show it kind of dreary. Um, yep. And they always trying to chose the seasons to, to match that, like right between fall and, and winter. You could tell winter was kind of setting in on France during the duel and all this other stuff. And I, I liked that. And I really thought it visually was a very beautiful movie. And again, the Foley was fantastic. And the sets were awesome. And score doesn't stand out too score much. Score doesn't set out, stand out, you're right, because they, well, one, they hardly use a, a score. Yeah. A lot of it is just dialogue. But I think everything besides score aesthetically they, was fantastic. So I'm going to give this. I just wonder if they even had a score. They do. They do. Okay. Um, but it it's used sparingly. Um, so I will give this. Oh, Harry I, I really liked it. I, I Because the score wasn't solid at all enough to be memorable or used enough, I'm going to give it an eight. But I think every other aesthetic choice in this was fantastic. Costuming, set yeah. design, everything. Um, I'll give this a seven. It's, it's decent. All right. Um, experience. This is, this is just... It, those people ruined it for me. But again, I still almost fell asleep in this. And that should be telling that I was in a theater and I, I nearly... I just couldn't. I, it was just so boring after a while to me. Uh, a three. First, first playthrough of the main story with Matt Damon's perspective, great ending was kept me entertained. Fine, I did not need the two in the two in the middle. I was just so out of it at that point, especially by the end of her telling of it. I was just done. Um, I think this is a six. Like it's it's just it's a very middle of the road experience for me. All right. Um, nothing really to to say other than that okay then we're gonna uh get to the stores we'll just hop right into it because we're we now we only have 20 minutes to tell the the monty python one um so what's our what's our final score do we got a number here uh 50 out of 100 which puts it at the bottom low. of the list yeah um it's one our above, worst one above no not at the bottom like near the bottom of the list above crudes two below mank <laughs> i think mank is a way better movie than this i feel like crudes two is a way better movie than this and Crudes 2 is not good. <laughs> yeah. But I'd still watch Crudes 2 10 times over before I would rewatch this one. Um, gosh, that's that's telling. What's our lowest ever? Midway. And what was that score? 47. Okay, so it's not far from the bottom at all. Yeah, uh, there were just two below it. Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, we can both probably say... Don't waste your time watching this if you really I mean, want to see I it. I would recommend it. There's again, it's dealing with with sensitive uh, and serious topics, uh, subject matter. So 
in that sense, like, you kind of have to be, like, knowing what you're in for with that, which I don't think this movie was really advertised necessarily as that. Yeah, they um, advertise, advertise more of the trial than than the actual, like, lead-up to it, but 90% of this movie is the lead-up to yeah. the trial. So, I mean, just know that, and then... For me, just know that I don't. I did not think it was particularly effective. I I thought of um, promising young woman actually, which came out last year, which is dealing in similar subject matter um, and similar similar thematic, but it's set during the modern day, so that helps. Um, and it's also a lot more stylish, um, which I think overall I just thought it was it communicated this a similar idea to this better. Okay. Um, so if anything, I would check out promising young woman honestly. Before you um, see this, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're into like a historical thing, just watch this. But then I'd say just fast forward until to but chapter three, yeah, well, and then just just go from there. You can you can do this if you start a chapter. It what it calls chapter. three. I would three, not recommend doing that. But I think if you do it that way, you're fine. I don't think you're going to lose anything because the first two stories or first two chapters are so clo uh, closely related. You just do chapter three, go to the end. You'll save yourself like two hours. You'll be fine. Uh, watch it like a TV show episode, and and then. Go watch some Bob's Burgers or something. Uh, <laughs> but, okay, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, uh, classic from what year? I know it's the 70s, right? Or is it 80s? Yeah, it's the 70s. It so. was um, I, I 76, 75. Okay. Monty Python is always kind of predated. Saturday Night Live kind of began the sketch comedy thing. I mean, there are other examples of, like, smaller thea th theater examples, uh, like the one out of Canada uh, that... Farley and Eugene Levy and those guys did. Uh, something Cities. Oh, gosh, if anybody, people are going to know and they're going to be mad. I uh, can't remember it right now. But um, those things kind of led up to it. But but Monty Python always predated SNL. This is one of their most famous movies. If Most people know about this, but young folks like you and I aren't super privy to it unless they watched it in like a history class in high school or something. I did. That's where I, where I saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail for the first time. But uh, I like it. I don't think it's the best comedy I've ever seen, but it has one of my favorite jokes of all time in it. What is it? Which one? <sighs> Dude, I don't... If somebody hasn't seen it, I don't want to ruin the joke because if you don't know well, what's going to... hint at what it, what it is. Which with one the it guy is. who's, like, treating... Like, when it breaks away and for a moment it's a, guy, a, a narrating guy walking around the castle grounds, like, treating it like it's a history... Uh, show like mm -hmm. like it's a like a documentary yeah and then the next time you see him something happens and then the next time like it ties in and it's like its own story in the background of this mm. if you, it, i'll explain what the joke is yeah. if you don't know which one I i'm talking about remember. it's kind of gets overlooked honestly i don't I know if i can find years. a clip <laughs> of it but it's so funny to me and when i saw that i was like suffocating laughing because it's like just that Unexpected humor, like in Rick and Morty when uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole gets shot. <laughs> when he gets shot and you just don't expect yes, it Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we, just did, we did just say Poopy Butthole on uh, the college radio station. Yeah, <laughs> well, it is what it is. That's a character name. No, it's I, a proper no, I, noun no, in I, this no, case, I, I'm no, using I, it. it's, the, it's the proper use of the word. I'm just, it's just funny that but you can bring the it in. The fact that, but when he gets shot by Beth, 
and yeah. you don't expect oh, it to yeah. go. Like that's the kind yeah, of like comedy that. when it yeah. shocks yeah. you, no. you're not expecting you're like, what? it. And then, yeah, yeah. That's for some reason that kind of thing hits my yeah. funny bone. And there's one joke in Monty Python and the Holy Grail that well, it's, absolutely uh, the, nails the that. The poopy butthole thing is is dark too. Yeah, well, it's dark, but but it's just funny because like you see yeah. her reaction and she's her hands and shaking, her shaking just pouring wine. Line, yeah. <laughs> like I just loved that. And and when I saw that, it made me laugh just as hard. And <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't have any bad memories of yeah, me. <laughs> he wanted to tell you he's sorry. He didn't have bad memories. Yeah, and you know, like Rick is in the background, like stealing pills from the hospital. Uh, but no, that it's a great example of that same type of comedy. Uh, Space Dandy also has another joke like that when they replace the main crew in the intro with the emo crew. And if you haven't seen Space Dandy, which is an anime by the same people who did Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. You won't know what I'm talking about, but if you have, you know what I'm talking about. I haven't even seen Cowboy Bebop yet, but it is on my watch list. It's coming out as a live action I will thing on Netflix or something. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, other than that, there are still many great jokes. The one with the trial of the witch. That's and, one of my favorite sequences. And very I mean, small rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and what else floats? A duck. That's right. And like, you know, like, so they just use these weird logical devices for yeah. that. And there's a lot of great skits. There's some that are not awesome, like all hilarious. My, my like, favorite, I think my favorite one might be the one where they're standing at the at the castle entrance and they see the guy running up and it goes, and they cut the drums going and then they cut back to them and, he, and then they cut back to the guy running and they go, and they cut back to him and then they, and then he's like further away still and they cut back and then he's just all of a sudden there kills him and running to the yeah, other side. Yeah, the, yeah, he like leads up to it. That Yeah, that was a great one. I mean, there are a lot of great sketches in this that that make it such a classic. And, I mean, right up there with the... Um, the ending where everything just is like, okay, we're done. We ran out of money. Yeah. I mean, they, they have so many good ones in this. And there are a few that fall flat. I think, um, honestly, everybody loves the Dark Knight jo- or the Black Knight joke. But yeah. I, I don't really find it that funny. Really? Like, yeah. It's just like, okay, I get the joke, but... It goes on too long on the, using the same yeah, punchline. <laughs> when you use the same punchline four I mean, times that's, and that's, it drags, like it, that. Well, I mean, that type of humor is so hard to get right. I think my favorite example of that type of humor is in The Simpsons when Homer walks and then steps on a rake and it smacks up into his face and then he goes and steps on another rake and it slams up in his face and then he does it like thirty more times. Well, Simpsons did that in a lot of things. The Simpsons movie has him on the wrecking ball, rock in a hard place, hitting yeah. those like over yeah. and over, and it's just like, okay, I get it, just move on. But but I mean, like, it's the repetition that makes it funny. I like, in the fact that it's like, okay, it's not done. It's like well, the, I lo- I love that type of joke because it goes like, it's like, oh, it's funny, and it's like, no, it's not funny anymore. Move on, and then it like magically becomes funny again. I think you're right that sometimes those jokes. Do land but again, well, yeah, but, but it's, that one for me was not. Yeah, so it's hard. It's a definitely a hard thing to balance because, like, you can't. It has to eventually become funny again. And it can't just. It can't just be funny and then be like, okay, move on, and then never come back into funny again. And just for the two minutes here before we start getting into scores, yeah, what is this movie about? It's kind of satirizing the tale of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and going on this quest for the Holy Grail during the Crusades, and it's. That's pretty much it. It's just, and then a sketch comedy is as each of these knights is yeah. followed and, and shown bit by bit on their specific side of the journey. And they they do some very funny stuff with King Arthur. And and it's, it's great. Like, I don't think you really ever see anybody riding a horse. It's always people, like the knights <laughs> pretending to gallop. Well, the one dude's got a coconut and he's doing the sound effects. But then yeah. they're also just doing the motions of riding a yeah. horse. 
And it's just and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. But That's it's a great, great classic comedy. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely say go see watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I think this Monty Python have, sketches. I don't know if you've watched a TV show of it. I ever. have. I have. I mean, I haven't watched all of it or anything like no, that. But no. I've watched. I watched. But some of it, it, yeah. Like, have you ever seen the Olympic tag? No, that's that's a great one. That's one of my favorites. But uh, or uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink is another great one. Mm. But um, this would have actually been fun to do with uh, <laughs> the Green Knights, which is another the, Arthurian legend. But yeah, that more, would have uh, been great. If you, what if we had done that as the combo? But I, I really did not want to see Green Knight. It just didn't look, didn't look appealing. But yeah. Let's let's get into the let's get into the stores here. Uh, we'll have eleven minutes here. That's enough time. I um, think so. First impression. First impression because there was such a, a good joke that landed with me, and a lot of other sketches that still were funny but weren't like, you know, rolling on the floor laughing, but still really solid. I had a great time with this movie. I just and they don't satirize anything too badly to just totally seem disingenuous and like like they're almost roasting the past it's just they're they're doing it in their own style that's just so much fun i i'd give this an an eight um i again i haven't seen this in three years so i remember giving it a seven i enjoyed it but again with comedies a lot of a lot of it is like whether you're living with it or not and stuff like that like how much are you rewatching it so like again i'm sure this would jump up to an eight or a nine if i watched again um, or several more times. It's just ha I just haven't gotten back to it. Yeah. Um, so seven is my score right now. I'm I, I but I again I see an, a lot of the greatness in it yeah. um, that but I'm sure will come back around at some point. Seven with room to improve. Yeah, I mean uh, yeah. All right, which uh, is what a lot of sevens are, honestly. For yeah. me. Oh, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, next category, story. I think it's. This it is one works. I have no idea how to judge, um, especially <laughs> considering that I haven't seen it in a while. The story is separated by each and every night. It's almost uh, chapter it's a, by chapter it's specific. Not, on, yeah, it's, on, it's very anti-structure well, in that way. The structure is just it gives everybody their own time in the spotlight with their own joke. And then Arthur is kind of the, the, the one that they keep coming back right, to. Right, but it's not like linear. It's not like, you, it's not like they pick up... Uh, keys that they'll need later in the story to use no, against a big bad guy. No, you're right, but um, I just think that they, and they play on the original character traits of, of those knights mm -hmm. really well, if you look at Yeah, it. and there's no, like, character change or anything like that. There's no, no. like, arcs or, or flaws and stuff. like. I mean, there's flaws, but there's no, like, flaws that will be re redeemed and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but but story wise, I think they do a great job in satirizing uh, satirizing the Knights of the Round Table. I think that they really knew the stories well yeah. going into it, and then to then turn those into jokes, they do it flawlessly. Um, mm -hmm. I don't. Again, you're you're all right that it is kind of hard to judge this. If I'm judging this as in terms, you can't of, judge it as as a as, as a an, regular movie. Yeah. but also it's different from. I would most say regular. Comedies. I would say I would say. I mean, uh, the only other comedies you can compare movie. this to are like Mel Brooks or Naked Gun or something like that, where they're like, they're sketch-based comedies more than they are story-based comedies. And so in terms of sketch-based comedies, this is very solid. Uh, I will probably also give this an eight. I think just, yeah, I, I got to give it an eight. I don't know if I would say it's the best one ever. I really, really love The Naked Gun. I think those those movies are really funny. And um, Leslie Nielsen is probably 
one of the best like deadpan actors of all time, and I just love his his take on those. But I still give this an eight because it's very very good. Uh, I don't even feel like I can score this. Um, again, I I I just don't have. Because I mean, I feel like a seven would, is wrong. I don't. I don't think that it's correct. I'll give it. An, I'll give it a seven. But I again, I feel like it's just, it's just difficult to to judge in this way. And my uh, yeah, I, I I can see how it's it's tough. It it definitely is. It. I mean, are you if you if you haven't seen a lot of those types of sketch comedies either, like I know you've seen Spaceballs, but like, like there's a lot of story stuff in here and like and like the satire and stuff like that. Like there's it's definitely like communicating something and like doing it purposefully, in terms of like how how. Uh, uh, characters are going about doing things stupidly, like the like the logic thing with the witch. Um, <laughs> so like you've Wait. got story beats in there, and like and like story stuff, in the sense that like like thematic stuff is being communicated. I'm just not. Uh, uh, again, I don't have the. Is it stupid if they're correct in their thinking? I don't know what that means. Well, like. Remember when we talked about Princess Bride and you said this guy, this the one Speaking of Princess Bride, well... I'm no, hold on. Well, you said that the one guy who captured her was like, he thinks he's smart, but he's really stupid. Well, he's not he stupid. he never does that's anything wrong... that's actually incorrect in that situation. Yeah, right. So, so he's... So it's he like... He is smart. He's... 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 I, what's what's he's, the word you'd use to describe smart, that? but they he's, use... He's like... He's using reason where reason should not apply, if I, that makes sense. Well, in the situation with I think with with Monty Python and the the, the witch trial thing, I think they're oh, they, they, they're, use, they are not using reason they use where they ridiculous should. Ridiculous logic, but in the context of the universe, the logic actually works. So therefore, it's not ridiculous if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah, but it is though. It's it's ridiculous from our perspective as a viewer in a world where that logic wouldn't work. Well, I know. So that, so the film's perspective is that it's 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 oh, unreasonable. Oh, yeah. Just like the Princess Bride's perspective, the the film what it's communicating is that uh, his perspective, his his way of going about things is is incorrect and flawed, which is what leads to his demise. We hope you're writing this down, folks, because if you're able to follow this this part, we're just talking about what's correct and what isn't. And based on perspectives, I applaud you if you are able to. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, next uh, category, or did I not score? Acting, yeah, you scored it. Acting. Okay. I thought everybody did all right. I think the one, I mean, this isn't easy to score either just because, again, it's sketch comedy and the acting on these has never been, like, amazing. But it's, in not, any... it's, not, dramatic, it's not a dramatic performance. It's like the yeah. acting is, is if actually the acting functions as as portraying the comedy and like and, and, and aids the comedy, then it's then it's good acting. Yes. Because that's the standard. I, I, the one character I never really liked, though, in this was when they, they have this guy playing the woman in that, like, socialist commune that King Arthur comes across. And it's just so clearly a dude. And he's doing, like, the worst... Women voice, woman voice of all time, and I'm just I can't thinking, remember that. Is that isn't that supposed to be funny though? It is fun. Well, what the the comedy of that whole skit is coming from the guy explaining these like social hierarchy, like 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 really deep <laughs> premises that are comparing like monarchy to dictatorship and like all this other stuff and how their commune works it's more the joke of him just like trying to school king arthur and and kind of belittle him but then at the same time this other actor is just in there and just is terrible and kind of takes away from my viewing thing because it just were 
pretty bad at it. But other than that, I think the rest of it's really fine. So I I, I have one small side character that causes. So what's your score? Eight again. Um, I think I'm gonna go for eight as well. Like I mean, you, these these are just actors who who know what the goal of the film is and and are achieving it perfectly. Like they they've got that that like smirk that on their faces the entire time. Like they know they they like that without that it doesn't work. Like yeah. King Arthur when he's riding on his thing, he's got like the little smirk on his face that it's like we're aware this is dumb and he's like, but he's the character it's himself is not, and it's and that's just great stuff like that and that's throughout the entire film. Um, eight's my score. Look and feel. Okay, for this category. <laughs> What's your score going to be? <laughs> I think they actually do a really good job. Because you can't give it better than Princess Bride. Because if you're. Yeah, I can. Because they're not using any like terrible looking props. They're using real life locations. They're yeah. out in the. I, I don't know but if you dude, would call this This movie's like, supposed the to look. Of, it's a satire. But, so it's supposed but, to look but, like. Low but they budget, still make because it is low budget. But if budget. you took the sets of this, took out all the fantastical characters of this, and you actually filmed another movie, you could do it, and it, it could be a more serious God movie. God is literally a cutout. <laughs> I'm not talking about that part. No, but I I'm know. talking I, about like how terrible the the effects are in Princess Bride throughout. Whereas yeah. in this, you could actually remove the characters, put another movie in there, and it's doable. I'm okay. What I'm saying is they're both doing the same thing, and that they're both satirizing this type of yeah, of thing, and one does which it is right why and one they does both, which is why they both look kind of similar in the way that their locations and, and, and co costuming, especially, have, costuming especially. Aesthetically, um, I actually have very few uh, qualms with this. I do wish that they had more uh, music store because they reuse the same store a ton. Like dun 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 yeah, dun as a joke, Like you're gonna have that stuck in your head because it's the one thing they play and they play it like 300 times. So I would give it a seven, but the set design and and the use of actual like castles kind of in the background and like they actually went out on certain locations, like I can appreciate that. So seven for sure. I think some of it obviously could look a little better, but overall they do a very good job. Um, again, my score here is completely arbitrary. I'll say seven, but I really don't care. And the final category. Experience. I had a great time watching this the first time. Uh, most of the jokes landed really well. One was one of my favorite jokes of all time. So my experience with this was probably a nine. I'll give it an eight. I like watching it, and I want to watch it again. All right. Um, so what is our final score here, Final Gideon? score is a 77 out of 100, which puts it at the same score as, as Casablanca. And James Bond, right? Didn't yeah. we just do that? And, and it was Bond. 77? Yep. Uh, all right. Well, there we go. Well, this has been Script to Screen here on 90.3 WRST. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week with two more fresh movies for you. And uh, have a good rest of your Tuesday. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen, and I'm your host, Max. And joining me here in the booth is Gideon. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about two, uh, two medieval-style movies, one very serious, one uh, classic comedy. We're going to be talking about the brand-new the Last Duel, starring Adam Driver and uh, Matt Damon. And then we're also going to be talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So, uh, Gideon, which one do you want to start out with? Let's do The Last Duel first. Okay. Uh, so, I literally came from the theater 
uh, right before I got here. And so I, it's all fresh and I just watched it. And uh, initial thoughts, I, I kind of hated this movie. And part of it was made worse by the fact that I was um, surrounded by really inconsiderate movie doors. Um, there were three three old people in front of me that were talking throughout the whole movie. And uh, one of them, even their phone went off in the middle of it. And it took her quite a while to get her phone to stop. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that wasn't fun. But this was also probably the closest I've ever come to falling asleep in a movie theater. Honest to God. Like, I can't believe that this, this got made the way it was because... It is so boring, except for like the last ten minutes. In my opinion, how did you feel about it? I was, I was not a huge fan of this. Um, I didn't find it boring necessarily. I just was. I have a lot of issues um, with with the the way this story is structurally told, um, and then kind of like what it ends up saying as a result of of its structure. Um, I, I'd rather get into the... That's my initial thoughts, but if you want to do like a summary and then we can kind summary of... Summary is uh, there's these two guys uh, that are kind of friends. They're in the Middle Ages, or I guess this would be more like medieval times, right after the plague, I guess, so late 1300s. Um, and one of them kind of clamors to the count that's kind of running this region and the other one keeps getting like the bad end of the stick on everything um but meanwhile uh he this is matt damon's character like finds a wife who is very beautiful and renowned for her wealth and all this other stuff and then uh it wants her wants her hit her father's land and as part of the dowry and then doesn't get it because he had to give it up to Ben Affleck. Um, because and then Ben Affleck gave it to, Matt, to Adam Driver. So basically they're in a pissing match over this, over this, over this land. land. And, and then eventually Adam Driver starts to covet her and then he rapes her. And then it's uh, kind of a, he then becomes a trial. Well, yeah, he like should, it's, he it's said, really, she said, but then it's also a, a trial to, uh, to kind of settle this once and for all, this feud that has been kind of culminating between these two characters and also... So they have this really dumb custom where they kill each other too. It's not... Well, they even admitted in the movie that it's not a, necessarily a commonly practiced well, custom. Yeah, but it's, I mean, the this, king is dumb enough to allow it, basically. He's, I don't think so. I mean, I thought that's one heck of a like way it's to all do part it. Of the, it's all part of the the systemic oppression that's happening basically i feel like it's, it's it and that they want and the thing is that both matt damon and adam driver want to uh have this last duel to like like they're basically uh flexing their own masculinity is what the movie's saying in order to uh win over w pr prove what is true but they're not really interested in what's true so much as they are in proving their own strength as as a man is mm. what the point of it is. I don't know. I felt it was more... Well, for Matt Damon's character, I think it definitely is more about preserving his honor because for the, for the last how many years, slowly he's been losing rapport with all these other yeah. uh, people. But with Adam Driver, it's just him trying to perpetuate a lie. Um, yeah, and I mean nobody's questioning and questioning his masculinity, and they're allowed to do it, able to do it through the specific, or not custom, but like through this, through the duel, the, that, through this duel display to the of 
strength. Yeah. And and rather than an actual trial or whatever. Well, they kind of go they through trial, it, but, but yeah. So this is where I have the biggest issue with this film is. So it's it's this is the point, right? So like that's the that's the story it's telling is that the duel is dumb and that if we would just believe what she said, then we wouldn't have to do the stupid duel thing. And then the the and then after the what happens and the duel happens, then like it's all. It still isn't really about her so much as it is who won the duel, right? Um, that's all fine and good. The problem that I have this move with this movie is that it does this like Rashomon structure, where it goes through and it takes uh, Matt Damon's perspective, and then it does Adam Driver's perspective, and then it does uh, Marguerite's perspective, which is the Jodie Comer character. And, and they tell pretty much the same story. It's pretty much all identical. Yeah. That's the problem that it, I have with it. It's yeah. not different, like, whatsoever. So what Rashomon does is it frames it. So Rashomon is this, is, I think it's 1950, a Kira Kurosawa film, where you've got basically almost an identical setup. You've got this uh, samurai, his wife, and then this bandit who comes in, rapes her. And, well, and all, we, all that we really know is that all that we know for sure between all the stories is that she gets raped and he dies. The the samurai does. And the mm -hmm. bandit. So they bring they bring in the bandit, they bring in the 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 wife, and they bring in the ghost of the dead samurai. And so all of them tell completely different versions of this story. So we don't really ever know. It's really hard to figure out what, what actually happened. So what but where that movie is interesting is in where the stories differ. Here, this one, they're almost well, and, identical. And, and it actually uses a framing device to do it. Here, there's no framing device. It just jumps right into it, which could be an effective choice. But the problem is that it's not, it's not really, it doesn't really um, motivate it, anything. So, like, And yeah. because there's no framing device, it leads to this problem where all three stories are like identical. And the biggest, the biggest problem that I have with this is the rape scene specifically. Because like rape is like the most awful possible thing that could possibly happen in this earth like it's it's terrible they show it twice and that really bugged me like i like i don't think that's necessary for this story specifically and 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 the reason why it's different is that adam driver's perspective of of the rape is like it's not it's, it's still he, it's kind still, of like, like it's still it just still just shows it like he's not even he's not even changing it in his own he's not lying about it he's not like it's it's like what Rashomon was if people thought that Rashomon actually was what it's not which is like people can have different perspectives on the truth and both of them can be true at the same time like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever yeah, all, well, that, all that happens that differently with 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 Marguerite's perspective is it's worse yeah but, like it's but the same it both, but worse. Both and I just I really just like yeah. that. Well, then it because there was almost no difference in this, you feel like you're watching. I mean, yes, you realize that there are subtle differences to to show that these people have different perspectives and nobody's memory is 100% correct cuz yeah. certain people say right. certain so lines. It's memories, but there's no there's no point where they're actually communicating yeah. this to anybody. Yeah. Like it's and just showing the truth. It's just showing different their truths. Things. That's their that, truths. And I thought that the way that they Which said it, that her truth is the absolute correct one. But they is, don't distinguish her as why her truth is any different. Yeah. Other it, than the fact that she she's is the, one the woman. Yeah, she's the woman who's, who's being raped, but at the same time, it's like there are a lot of events that aren't just about that that you see play out that 
you know, then there's no argument to be made. Like whose is exactly true? Like you never see another perspective. There's a there's a great yeah dialogue exchange between Adam Driver and her um, around a, a buffet table kind of thing at this mm-hmm. this event. Which and like that that only happens from his perspective. Only from his perspective. So that one, because that's the only information we're getting, we have to assume is right, true. It's, right, it's weird. Or Whereas not. With, I mean, I'm going to go back to Rashomon because this movie is so similar. Again, that's that's part of the problem I had. This movie is so similar to Rashomon that I could not get it out of my head the entire film. So with Rashomon, the whole... Every three events take place in a very concentrated setting. It's all in this one part of the woods, each each three perspective during this very concentrated amount of time. Whereas here, it's so expansive that you can't really compare and contrast. So that with that scene that you're talking about, the table specifically, like Adam Driver's perspective on on the on the event is like, like why is this different? Like I yeah. don't. Well, and what's kind of funny is it's his version is still like very much like a. Yeah, like wait, wait, you said it's just it's still rape. It's just her version is worse. Of yeah, it. but like his is like he's like he's he, trying to be casual about it. Like it almost right, feels so, like he's kind of doing like the Rocky thing when he's like stopping uh, 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 what's her name from leaving his his apartment at the beginning of the. I mean, not saying that I'm not saying that Rocky's like a rapist or anything, but but it kind of felt like that vibe. Like it was just kind of this lighthearted, like hey, you're not going anywhere kind of thing. But it's still In very version, clearly rape. I'm not. Even when they show it from him. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that. I think what would have made it more effective is if he's, like, lying to himself about what happened. And, like, from him. And, like, he's... So what Rashomon does, it's not what the characters actually believe is happening. So when they go back and do the flashbacks, they don't believe any of this stuff. They're lying to protect their own self-image, which is what his character is trying to do. So when you show his perspective and it's not preserving his self-image it just doesn't make much sense yeah like i thought that for sure like going into this seeing the trailers knowing kind of what this movie was going to be about i thought for sure if if they were going to show his perspective or something like i thought that it would be like his perspective would be her wanting to be with him yes and then which they kind of set up too and then a they just bit. didn't. Well, from his perspective, it seemed like it. Right. But, but then once it, but he then, actually does it, then it's just it's shows exactly no. what happened. It, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's it just weird. It, it's just weird that they kind of do like this fake out, but then it's not a fake out. And he's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's Which, a weird but, way to do but it. With Matt Damon's character, they could. I mean, this is not the, the true story of what happened. Um, but so, I mean, you can't really change that much. But I'm just thinking because of what. Matt Damon's character, he's got his own like jealousies. So he's jealous. Matt Damon, or I can't keep calling him Matt Damon. That's not his character's name. Well, I can't. His character is like Legree. No, Legree is Adam Driver. Look, Dick, Jean de Carouge. So he's jealous of Legree. Yeah. Which is Adam Driver's character. So he's, so that's completely founded. So that's dramatically. Jealous, but he's also just mad because Legree has been just totally. Taking advantage of this political uh, ally of his, and yeah. and just getting all this, all these things, and then he kind of takes the title that was uh, Matt Damon's character. I can't, I can't remember the names. I'm terrible with those French like names. Like Squire. But, well, no, no. The he was going to be the captain. Or the his Lord father's or captain. I yeah. So yeah. he was going to essentially be like moving up and taking over this this certain chunk of the military in that region. He was going to have control of, and he would have broader uh, privileges and things like that that were taken away from him because right. he stood up for himself when when things were going kind of unjustly towards him and he stood up and then he got punished because he wasn't like this this uh, syncophant of, of the Count. Yeah. 
and I don't know. It's just certain things about this were interesting. I kind of liked the the lead up, but the fact that they essentially tell the same story three times in a row and then finally end up with a duel, it just it's so boring and tedious. Like the first well, one or two times, the you watch thing this, that okay, I found but. it, the thing that I found the most, the most, uh, but the best part of this is, is uh, Marguerite's section of the story because that's the part where it's like the most empathetic and it's like because it's that's what that's what the movie's putting forth as true right yeah so, so why like, even bother so why, showing the other right, two so according to that the rest of the film if if all what she if she's the only thing that's saying is true then I'm I'm like I don't know if this is for sure true or not but like what why show any of that and also I why agree. show the duel because well, like if the duel it, matters because but, that's gonna resolve things but like I Yes, but I'm saying like if the if the duel is this stupid uh, implementation of the patriarchy, that's a reason why that's a example. Exa if exemplary of her like uh, her uh, her uh, mistreatment, then why show it? I'm just I'm just I'm just putting forth a possible like you could cut I, to after that. You can't I'm make not, a movie called The Last Duel without showing a duel. That's why. No, I agree. I'm <laughs> not saying it's a good choice. And I'm if, saying and it's if a I possible, sat through that but movie and they cut to and they black cut before to, the before the fight. Well, that's what starts, the, that's what the really that's what the opening does. Yeah, is but, it goes and then cuts away before it finishes. But at no point was I ever expecting them to not to finish. not show it. Yeah, no, no, no I just I thought agree. they were starting it with that to kind of get people engaged and then. The no, next I, two hours and I thirty think, minutes. Are. I think that's what that's. I mean, that's kind of what the the cutaway is. I think at least partially what's going on there. But yeah, but I also felt like this movie. This is like what happens because it's you turning watched, away from violence to a more empathetic experience. I think is kind of what's going on there. But sorry, I, I just thought they were kind of leading it into it, giving you something to look forward to because they. But knew if that's the case, then, the don't, next, then you shouldn't show it at the beginning either. But then you're sitting there for. Well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I would have restructured it that way. I would have definitely, since they portray her version well, as the truth, yeah, and to show the scenes that are kind of only shown from one perspective, put those in there, have her perspective, and then go to the duel. You don't need to do it this way well, where you tell I, the same story three times. Now, right, I, I and so I'm not a fan. I just want to use. Oh, but, yeah. I just want to say this movie is like watching, like, let's say you have a Star Wars, the like Star Wars, the original, then you have like Star Wars, the special edition, and then you have Star Wars, like the director's cut. Like, that's what this is. If you like watch something like that, well, but there's not as entertaining there's as any many of those, examples of, of Rashomon, like structure and pop culture, like that, that have been done well. So like, there's nothing wrong with Rashomon structure. Like, cause well, it's called, the reason it's called Rashomon structure is because Rashomon is the one that originated. So like you see this in like Pulp Fiction. Uh, which is not exactly the same because it's not people telling a story. Dogs too, but kind of. Yeah, a, a better example. I'm gonna. <laughs> so it's in it, the Last Jedi. I'm not trying to get into any of the no, argument about the specific part where where three different stories are told. Luke tells a lie about what happened with Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren tells a lie about what happened to, with Kylo Ren, and then Luke tells the truth. So it's three different versions of the story. And they all play out differently until we find out what the actual truth was. So, like, it's the it's rot it's that thing happening. Um, I'm sorry, I just thought of something really funny that pertains just because it's Adam Driver being the throughput. Oh here. yeah, I didn't even like, realize that. Yeah, if you think like Luke standing above Adam Driver in the bed, just there could be some weird reverse powers similarities here. I don't know, but 
uh, yeah, the, but I'm just saying it's literally like watching the same 40-minute episode of a TV show three times in a row, just getting slightly deleted scenes added in or taken yeah. out, and then you're and each of them different... are rendered well enough. Like they like Ridley Scott definitely has a handle on how to film, uh, yeah. medieval scope and stuff like that. Well, even like just set designs, filming performances, the subtle differences to tell the story like, differently yeah. is done very well. Yeah, like when she's dancing with with Matt Damon at that party and the way that they show her perspective. Looking at Adam Driver one right, way, yeah, and, and then, then another him way. from uh, the other side, and yeah. There's such that's such that was I think my my favorite part is when she when when Adam Driver's looking up there and looking down on them and he doesn't hear them and, yeah. and he doesn't hear what they're saying and then we go from her and we hear her like saying just smile at him even if you don't actually mean it yeah. it'll go a long way which I, it which we saw it did so like that's the kind of stuff skill. that you need more of yeah there's definitely I just feel like there's skill. just not enough of that in this movie to make it no. like, so, like yeah. and again I wasn't bored I think this is the 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 problem for me oh. more so is less from that level but more so in just the level that just like it just communicates its 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 purpose. I, I was just shocked, like that they even went because I was thinking, okay, first first run through of this whole story, all right, interesting. I liked it. I liked how the the characters are portrayed the most in Matt Damon's perspective. I like his uh his version of everybody the most. But then they go right into Adam Driver's perspective, and it's like, wow, you're really going all the way back to that battle. Like, do you really need well, to show and that? Are, and like, do you need to do this? And that? I just was well, like, I mean, there's another example of a difference. So I'm okay with that being there if that's what you're if that's what you're doing. All I'm saying is that you didn't even need to jump back there because that battle barely has any. You know that he saves him in that. Why do you? I mean, yeah, okay, he runs out and there's a different, slightly different dialogue exchange, but the same things happen. But that has nothing to do with the romance. Yeah, again, I think I think this is all just telling. All this is telling to me is that a framing device is needed for this. Like even something like the Social Network, which has a framing device of the courtroom, and so all this stuff is 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 framed through the lens of that, where truth is or is not what the characters are actually saying. Like all, like things like that, especially in a story like this. Like I and, and the fact that it's in a courtroom. Like I just I'm just confused as to why there is no framing device here because it just muddies things to me in terms of what the movie's trying to. Say. Yeah. Now, I one thing that stood out to me that I really, really, I will say was probably one of the best examples of, and this is super out of left field, but this movie really does it well, Foley. Like, yeah, the it's got sound effects, Foley. especially in that last duel, are phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I know it seems like such a minor thing, but it stood out to me for some reason that it was really well done. I think Ridley well Scott done. is always good at full. Like, he's always got, like, his worlds have, like, you think Blade Runner, you think Alien, you think Gladiator, all of them have, a, a, like, the 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 the, auto, the the oral facets are uh, are are there. But, yeah, I, I just I just had to say that. Just, that's, I mean, I'm going to kind of not review this very well because I didn't enjoy this at all, except for that last 10 minutes when it's just a fight scene. But... Yeah, I will say that was probably the highlight of this movie and probably the best thing about this other than some of the cinematography to show those slight changes. Yeah, but they didn't. You're right. They didn't change it enough to keep you invested as much as you need to be for this. Yeah, I don't know if that's the true story aspect of this or like what? Like, I, I, I don't know. It just it just seems silly to me. Like and the fact that they also say that both of these guys are so full of themselves to say that one like line of dialogue and yeah. then you find and out then it's you the find dude, it's behind, the, yeah. dude behind him yeah. like who cares like again like all that of that's one. like it's subtle differences like that and there and those subtle differences are peppered in throughout and again I think that's fine like I'm okay with the subtle differences and I'm okay with it being not like an obvious thing where each of them are so completely different but I feel like there's some parts of this the rape scene especially um, that, that would have been rendered better if it had not uh uh, been so interested in like delineating every single part of their experience. Um, yeah. 
and like again, it's just it's also, so weird because it just doesn't come together to a cohesive whole to me. So it's hard to find which parts do and do not without like going through and you know. And also, I just want to say like. One other bad thing about this, Matt Damon doing a British accent. Yeah, I think definitely moments where he just drops it. Ben Affleck also. Yeah, both of them were terrible. I've heard people say that Ben Affleck is a highlight of this, and I and I. I don't think so. I like Ben Affleck as an actor. I think more than most people do. I did not. I was not. He didn't. It wasn't believable. His character just certain things about it. His character is a joke. Like and it's and they play him as comic relief. Which is weird to me because to he's for a, villain, a terrible like, person. Yeah, like, and he's played for comic relief. I don't, I don't get that. Like the shoe, like, like that's you know, fine. Hey, and a, like you can play the... a villain for comic relief in a different type of story. In this type of story, where he's clearly abusing women, like I don't like. It yeah. just does not totally like, work. Who for said me. that the, he needs to be funny? Who told Ridley Scott, "Hey, this guy's everybody's gonna be real bummed out by this movie, but you know what's gonna make it better?" <laughs> well, I mean, Ben <laughs> Affleck and Matt ben Damon Affleck did write the screenplay. Okay, well, so I don't know if that's where it comes from. And they're great writers. Like, look at Goodwill Hunting, but like, well, like they're a good writing they're team. They're a good team but again, in certain movies. Again, like they Dogma, have, but, but it's them too. And then there's the there's there's also a woman screenwriter on here as well. I don't remember what her name was, but so you have those two, and then her. So like, I feel like again, this specifically a women's perspective is where it shines through the most. And then when you pull that back, like, there's so many things where it's like. Believe the women's perspective, but then it feels to me like every single choice is undercutting her 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 empathy with her. Yeah, and and also I just, other I mean, than Jodie Comer's performance, which I think is the best in the film. I also want to say just by the way, this had probably the most predictable ending because clearly they're not gonna. Well, I mean, it's the true story. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen, and I'm your host Max. And joining me here in the booth is Gideon. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about two uh, two medieval-style movies, one very serious, one uh, classic comedy. We're going to be talking about the brand new The Last Duel, starring Adam Driver and uh, Matt Damon. And then we're also going to be talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So, uh, Gideon, which one do you want to start out with? Let's do The Last Duel first. Okay. Uh, so I literally came from the theater... Uh, right before I got here, and so I, it's all fresh, and I just watched it, and uh, initial thoughts, I, I kind of hated this movie, and part of it was made worse by the fact that I was um, surrounded by really inconsiderate moviegoers. Um, there were three three old people in front of me that were talking throughout the whole movie, and uh, one of them, even their phone went off in the middle of it, and it took her quite a while to get her phone to stop. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that wasn't fun, but this was also probably the closest I've ever come to falling asleep in a movie theater. Honest to God. Like, I can't believe that this this got made the way it was because it is so boring except for like the last 10 minutes, in my opinion. How did you feel about it? I was, I was not a huge fan of this. Um, I didn't find it boring necessarily. I just was... I have a lot of issues um, with with the the way this story is structurally told, um, and then kind of like what it ends up saying as a result of of its structure. Um, I I'd rather get into the that's my initial thoughts. But if you want to do like a summary, and then we can kind summary of- is uh, there's these two guys uh, that are kind of friends. They're in the Middle Ages or 
I guess this would be more like medieval times, right after the plague, I guess, so late 1300s. Um, and one of them kind of clamors to the count that's kind of running this region, and the other one keeps getting like the bad end of the stick on everything. Um, but meanwhile, uh, he, this is Matt Damon's character, like finds a wife who is very beautiful and renowned for her wealth and all this other stuff. And then, uh, it wants her, wants her, her father's land and as part of the dowry and then doesn't get it because he had to give it up to Ben Affleck. Um, because and then Ben Affleck gave it to Matt, to Adam Driver. So basically they're in a pissing match over this. Over this, over this land, land. And, and then eventually Adam Driver starts to covet her and then he rapes her and then it's uh, kind of a, he then becomes a trial. Well, yeah, he like should, it's, he it's said, really... she said, but then it's also a, a trial to, uh, to kind of settle this once and for all, this feud that has been kind of culminating between these two characters and also. So they have this really dumb custom where they kill each other too. It's not. Well, they even admitted in the movie that it's not a, necessarily a commonly practiced well, custom. Yeah, but it's, I mean, the this, king is dumb enough to allow it. Basically, He's, I don't think so. I mean, I thought that's one heck of a like way to do it. It's all part of the. It's all part of the, the systemic oppression that's happening. Basically, I feel like the king it's, allows it's it, and that they want. And the thing is that both Matt Damon and Adam Driver want to uh, have this last duel to like, like they're basically uh, flexing their own masculinity. Is what the movie's saying in order to uh, win over, w pr prove what is true. But they're not really interested in what's true so much as they are in proving their own strength as as a man. Is mm. what the point of it is. I don't know. I felt it was more well for Matt Damon's character. I think it definitely is more about preserving his honor because for the for the last how many years, slowly he's been losing rapport with all these other yeah uh, people. But with Adam Driver, it's just him trying to perpetuate a lie. Um, yeah. And, I mean, nobody's question, and then questioning doing his through, masculinity. And they're allowed to do it, able to do it through the specific, cost, or not custom, but, like, through this. Through the duel. Th through this duel display of strength. Yeah. And, and. Rather than an actual trial or whatever. Well, they kind of go they through a trial, it, but, but. Yeah, so this is where I have the biggest issue with this film is. <laughs> So it's, it's, this is the point, right? So like, that's the, that's the story it's telling is that the duel is dumb and that if we would just believe what she said, then we wouldn't have to do the stupid duel thing. And then the, the, and then af after the, what happens and the duel happens, then like, it's all, it still isn't really about her so much as it is who won the duel, right? Um, that's all fine and good. The problem that I have this move with this movie is that it does this like, Rashomon structure where it goes through and it takes uh, Matt Damon's perspective and then it does Adam Driver's perspective and then it does uh, Marguerite's perspective which is the Jodie Comer character and and they tell pretty much it's the same pretty story much all identical yeah. that's the problem that it, I have with it it's yeah. not different like whatsoever so what Rashomon does is it frames it so Rashomon is this is I think it's 1950 a Kira Kurosawa film where you've got basically almost an identical setup you've got this uh samurai his wife and then this bandit who comes in rapes her and well and all we all that we really know is that 
all that we know for sure between all the stories is that she gets raped and he dies. The the samurai does. And the mm-hmm. bandit. So they bring they bring in the bandit, they bring in the 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 wife, and they bring in the ghost of the dead samurai. And so all of them tell completely different versions of this story. So we don't really ever know. It's really hard to figure out like what actually happened. So what but where that movie is interesting is in where the stories differ. Here, this one, they're almost well, and, identical. And, and it actually uses a framing device to do it. Here, there's no framing device. It just jumps right into it, which could be an effective choice. But the problem is that it's not, it's not really, it doesn't really um, motivate it, anything. So, and yeah. because there's no framing device, it leads to this problem where all three stories are like identical. And the biggest, the biggest problem that I have with this is the rape scene specifically. Because like rape is like the most awful possible thing that could possibly happen in this earth like it's it's terrible they show it twice and that really bugged me like i like i don't think that's necessary for this story specifically and 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 the reason why it's different is that adam driver's perspective of of the rape is like it's not it's It's still kind of Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. This is Script to Screen, and I'm your host, Max. And joining me here in the booth is Gideon. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about two two medieval-style movies, one very serious, one uh, classic comedy. We're going to be talking about the brand-new The Last Duel, starring Adam Driver and uh, Matt Damon. And then we're also going to be talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So, uh, Gideon, which one do you want to start out with? Let's do The Last Duel first. Okay. Uh, So, I literally came from the theater uh, right before I got here. And so, it's all fresh, and I just watched it. And uh, initial thoughts, I kind of hated this movie. And part of it was made worse by the fact that I was um, surrounded by really inconsiderate moviegoers. Um, there were three three old people in front of me that were talking throughout the whole movie, and uh, one of them, even their phone went off in the middle of it, and it took her quite a while to get her phone to stop. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that wasn't fun, but this was also probably the closest I've ever come to falling asleep in a movie theater. Honest to God, like, I can't believe that this, this got made the way it was, because... It is so boring, except for like the last ten minutes, in my opinion. How did you feel about it? I was, I was not a huge fan of this. Um, I didn't find it boring necessarily. I just was. I have a lot of issues um, with with the the way this story is structurally told, um, and then kind of like what it ends up saying as a result of of its structure. Um, I, I'd rather get into the... That's my initial thoughts, but if you want to do like a summary and then we can kind of... Summary is uh, there's these two guys uh, that are kind of friends. They're in the Middle Ages, or I guess this would be more like medieval times, right after the plague, I guess, so late 1300s. Um, and one of them kind of clamors to the count that's kind of running this region and the other one keeps getting like the bad end of the stick on everything um but meanwhile uh he this is matt damon's character like finds a wife who is very beautiful and renowned for her wealth and all this other stuff and then uh 
it, wants it, her wants her her father's land and as part of the dowry and then doesn't get it because he had to give it up to Ben Affleck. Um, because and then Ben Affleck gave it to Matt, to Adam Driver. So basically, they're in a pissing match over this, over this over this land, land. And, and then eventually Adam Driver starts to covet her, and then he rapes her, and then it's uh, kind of a he then becomes a trial. Well, yeah, he like should it's, he it's said really, she said, but then it's also a, a trial to uh, to kind of settle this once and for all this feud that has been kind of culminating between these two characters and also... So they have this really dumb custom where they kill each other too. It's not... Well, they even admitted in the movie that it's not a, necessarily a commonly practiced well, custom. Yeah, but it's, I mean, the this, king is dumb enough to allow it, basically. He's, I don't think so. I mean, I thought that's one heck of a like way it's to all do part it. Of the, it's all part of the the systemic oppression that's happening basically i feel that like the king it's, allows it's it and that they want and the thing is that both matt damon and adam driver want to uh have this last duel to like like they're basically uh flexing their own masculinity is what the movie's saying in order to uh win over pr prove what is true but they're not really interested in what's true so much as they are in proving their own strength as as a man is mm. what the point of it is. I don't know. I felt it was more well, for Matt Damon's character, I think it definitely is more about preserving his honor because for the for the last how many years slowly he's been losing rapport with all these other yeah. uh people. But with Adam Driver it's just him trying to perpetuate a lie. Um, yeah, and I mean nobody's questioning questioning his through, masculinity, and they're allowed to do it, able to do it through the specific, cost, or not custom, but like through this, through the duel, the, through this duel display to the death. of strength. Yeah, and and rather than an actual trial or whatever. Well, they kind of go they through kind of trial, it, but, but yeah. So this is where I have the biggest issue with this film is, <laughs> so it's it's this is the point, right? So like. That's the that's the story it's telling is that the duel is dumb and that if we would just believe what she said then we wouldn't have to do the stupid duel thing and then the the and then af after the what happens and the duel happens then like it's all it still isn't really about her so much as it is who won the duel right um, that's all fine and good the problem that I have this move with this movie is that it does this like Rashomon structure where it goes through and it takes. Uh, Matt Damon's perspective, and then it does Adam Driver's perspective, and then it does uh, Marguerite's perspective, which is the Jodie Comer character. And, and they tell pretty much the same pretty story. pretty much all identical. Yeah. That's the problem that it, I have with it. It's yeah. not different, like, whatsoever. So what Rashomon does is it frames it. So Rashomon is this, is, I think it's 1950, a Kira Kurosawa film, where you've got basically almost an identical setup. You've got this uh, samurai his wife, and then this bandit who comes in, rapes her, and well, and all we all that we really know is that all that we know for sure between all the stories is that she gets raped and he dies. The the samurai does, and the mm -hmm. bandit. So they bring they bring in the bandit, they bring in the 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 wife, and they bring in the ghost of the dead samurai. And so all of them tell completely different versions of this story. So we don't really ever know. It's really hard to figure out what, what actually happened. So, what, but where that movie is interesting is in where the stories differ. Here, this one, they're almost well, and, identical, and, and it actually uses a framing device to do it. Here, there's no framing device. It just jumps right into it, which could be an effective choice. But the problem is that it's not. It's not really. It doesn't really. Um, 
motivate it, anything. So, like, and yeah. because there's no framing device, it leads to this problem where all three stories are like identical. And the biggest, the biggest problem that I have with this is the rape scene specifically, because like rape is like the most awful possible thing that could possibly happen in this earth. Like it's it's terrible. They show it twice, and that really bugged me. Like I like I don't think that's necessary for this story specifically. And 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 the reason why it's different is that Adam Driver's perspective of of the rape is like it's not it's, it's still he, it's kind still, of like, like it's still it just still just shows it. Like he's not even he's not even changing it in his own he's not lying about it. He's not like it's it's like what Rashomon was if people thought that Rashomon actually was what it's not, which is like people can have different perspectives on the truth and both of them can be true at the same time. Like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, all well, that all that happens that differently with 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 Marguerite's perspective is it's worse. Yeah. But, like it's but the same it, both, but worse. And I just I really still, just like yeah. that. Well, then it because there was almost no difference in this, you feel like you're watching. I mean, yes, you realize that there are subtle differences to to show that these people have different perspectives and nobody's memory is 100% correct because yeah. certain people say right. certain so lines. It's memories, but there's no there's no point where they're actually communicating yeah. this to anybody. Yeah. Like it's and just showing the truth. It's just showing different their truths. Things. Their that, truths. And I thought that the way that they Which said it, that her truth is the absolute correct one. But they is, don't distinguish her as why her truth is any different. Yeah. Other it, than the fact that she she's is the, one the woman. Yeah, she's the woman who's who's being raped. But at the same time, it's like there are a lot of events that aren't just about that that you see play out that you know, then there's no argument to be made like whose is exactly true. Like you never see another perspective. There's a there's a great yeah dialogue exchange between Adam Driver and her um, around a, a buffet table kind of thing at this mm -hmm. this event. Which and like that that only happens from his perspective. Only from his perspective. So that one, because that's the only information we're getting, we have to assume is right. True, it's, right, it's weird. Or Whereas, not? I mean, I'm gonna go back to Rashomon because this movie is so similar. Again, that's that's part of the problem I had. This movie is so similar to Rashomon that I could not get it out of my head the entire film. So with Rashomon, the whole every three events take place in a very concentrated setting. It's all in this one part of the woods, each each three perspective during this very concentrated amount of time. Whereas here, it's so expansive that you can't really compare and contrast. So that with that scene that you're talking about, the table specifically, like Adam Driver's perspective on, on, the, on the event is like, like, why is this different? Like, I yeah. don't... Well, and what's kind of funny is it's his version is still like very much like a... Yeah, like wait, like you said, it's just it's still rape. It's just her version is worse. Of yeah, it. but like his is like he's like he's he, trying to be casual about it. Like it almost right, feels so, like he's kind of doing like the Rocky thing when he's like stopping uh, 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 what's her name from leaving his his apartment at the beginning of the. I mean, not saying that I'm not saying that Rocky's like a rapist or anything, but but it kind of felt like that vibe. Like it was just kind of this lighthearted, like, hey, you're not going anywhere. Kind but of it's thing. still In very version, clearly rape. I'm not. Even when they show that. it from him. I'm so not what, arguing that. So the thing I'm just is, saying that, that I think would have made it more effective is if he's like lying to himself about what happened. And like from yeah. him, and like he's, so what Rashomon does, it's not what the characters actually believe is happening. So when they go back and do the flashbacks, they don't believe any of this stuff. They're lying to protect their own self-image, which is what his character is trying to do. So when you show his perspective and it's not preserving his self-image it just doesn't make much sense yeah like i thought that for sure like going into this seeing the trailers knowing kind of what this movie was going to be about i thought for sure if 
if they were going to show his perspective or something like, I thought that it would be like his perspective would be her wanting to be with him. Yes, and then which they kind of set up too. And then a they just bit. didn't. Well, from his perspective, it seemed like it. Right. But, but then once it, he but actually then, does it, then it just it's shows exactly no. what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, so it's it just weird. It, it's just weird that they kind of do like this fake out, but then it's not a fake out. And he's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's Which, a weird but, way to do but it. With Matt Damon's character, they could. I mean, this is not the, the true story of what happened. Um, but so, I mean, you can't really change that much. But I'm just thinking because of what. Matt Damon's character, he's got his own like jealousies. So he's je- Matt Damon, or I can't keep calling him Matt Damon. That's not his character's name. Well, I can't. His character is like Legree. Le no, Legree is Adam Driver. He, look, yeah. Dick, Jean, Jean de Carouge. So he's jealous of Legree. Yeah. Which is Adam Driver's character. So he's, so that's completely founded. So that's dramatically. Jealous, but he's also just mad because Legree has been just totally taking advantage of this political uh, ally of his and yeah. and just getting all this all these things and then he kind of takes the title that was uh Matt Damon's character I can't I can't remember the names I'm terrible with those French like names like Squire but, Well no no the he was going to be the captain the his Lord father's or captain I Yeah so yeah. he was going to essentially be like moving up and taking over this this certain chunk of the military in that region he was going to have control of and he would have broader uh, privileges and things like that that were taken away from him because right. he stood up for himself when when things were going kind of unjustly towards him and he stood up and then he got punished because he wasn't like this this uh, syncophant of, of the count. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just certain things about this were interesting. I kind of liked the the lead up, but the fact that they essentially tell the same story three times in a row and then finally end up with a duel, it just, it's so boring and tedious. Like the first well, one or two times the you watch thing this, that okay, I found but. it, the thing that I found the most, the most, uh, but the best part of this is, is uh, Marguerite's section of the story because that's the part where it's like the most empathetic and it's like because it's that's what that's what the movie's putting forth as true right yeah so, so like, why even bother so why, showing the other right, two so according to that the rest of the film if if all what she if she's the only thing that's saying is true then I'm I'm like I don't know if this is for sure true or not but like what why show any of that and also I why agree. show the duel because well, like if the, the duel matters because but, that's gonna resolve things but like I Yes, but I'm saying like if the if the duel is this stupid uh, implementation of the patriarchy, that's a reason why that's a example. Exa- if exemplary of her like uh, her uh, her uh, mistreatment, then why show it? I'm just I'm just I'm just putting forth a possible like you could cut I, to after that. You can't I'm make not, a movie called The Last Duel without showing a duel. That's why. No, I agree. I'm <laughs> not saying it's a good choice. And I'm if, saying and it's if a possible. I sat through that but movie and they cut to and black cut before the before the fight. Well, that's what starts, the, that's what the, really that's what the opening does. Yeah, is but, it goes and then cuts away before it finishes. But at no point was I ever expecting them to not to finish. not show it. Yeah, no, no. I just I thought agree. they were starting it with that to kind of get people engaged and then. The no, next I, two hours and I thirty think, minutes. Are. I think that's what that's. I mean, that's kind of what the the cutaway is. I think at least partially what's going on there. But yeah, but I also felt like this movie. This is like what happens because it's you turning watched, away from violence to a more empathetic experience. I think is kind of what's going on there. But sorry, I, I just thought they were kind of leading it into it, giving you something to look forward to because they. But knew if that's the case, the then, next, then you shouldn't show it at the beginning either. But then you're sitting there for. 
Well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I would have restructured it that way. I would have definitely, since they portray her version well, as the truth, yeah, and just show the scenes that are kind of only shown from one perspective, put those in there, have her perspective, and then go to the duel. You don't need to do it this way well, where you tell I, the same story three times. Now, right. I, I and so I'm not a fan. I just want to use. Oh, but, yeah. I just want to say this movie is like watching, like, let's say you have a Star Wars, the like Star Wars, the original, then you have like Star Wars, the special edition, and then you have Star Wars, like the director's cut. Like, that's what this is. If you like watch something like that, well, but there's not as entertaining there's as any many of those, examples of, of Rashomon, like structure and pop culture, like that, that have been done well. So like, there's nothing wrong with Rashomon structure. Like, cause well, it's called, the reason it's called Rashomon structure is because Rashomon is the one that originated. So like you see this in like Pulp Fiction. Uh, which is not exactly the same because it's not people telling a story. Dogs too, but kind of. Yeah, a, a better example. I'm gonna. <laughs> so it's in it, the Last Jedi. I'm not trying to get into any of the no, argument about the, the specific part where where three different stories are told. Luke tells a lie about what happened with Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren tells a lie about what happened to, with Kylo Ren, and then Luke tells the truth. So it's three different versions of the story. And they all play out differently until we find out what the actual truth was. So, like, it's the it's rot, it's that thing happening. Um, I'm sorry, I just thought of something really funny that pertains, just because it's Adam Driver being the throughput. Oh here. yeah, I didn't even <laughs> realize that. Yeah, if you think like Luke standing above Adam Driver in the bed, just there could be some weird reverse powers similarities here. I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, the, but I'm just saying it's literally like watching the same 40-minute episode of a TV show three times in a row, just getting slightly deleted scenes added in or taken yeah. out, and then you're and each of them different. are rendered well enough. Like they like Ridley Scott definitely has a handle on how to film, uh, yeah. medieval scope and stuff like that. Well, even like just set designs, performances, the subtle differences to tell the story like, differently yeah. is done very well. Yeah, like when she's dancing with with Matt Damon at that party and the way that they show her perspective. Looking at Adam Driver one right, way, yeah, and, and then, then another him way. from the other side, and yeah. There's such that that was, I think, my my favorite part is when she when when Adam Driver's looking up there and looking down on them, and he doesn't hear them, and, yeah. and he doesn't hear what they're saying, and then we go from her, and we hear her like saying, "Just smile at him, even if you don't actually mean it. Yeah. It'll go a long way," which I, it which we saw it did. So like that's the kind of stuff skill. that you need more of. Yeah, there's definitely. I just feel like there's skill. just not enough of that in this movie to make it no. like. So, like yeah. And again, I wasn't bored. I think this is the 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 problem for me oh. more so is less from that level, but more so in just the level that just like it just communicates its 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 purpose. I, I was just shocked, like that they even went because I was thinking, okay, first first run through of this whole story, all right, interesting. I liked it. I liked how the the characters are portrayed the most in Matt Damon's perspective. I like his uh his version of everybody the most. But then they go right into Adam Driver's perspective. And it's like, wow, you're really going all the way back to that battle? Like, do you really need well, to show and that? Are, and, like, do you need to do this? And that? I just was well, like... Well, I mean, there's another example of a difference. So I'm okay with that being there if that's what you're if that's what you're doing. All I'm saying is that you didn't even need to jump back there because that battle barely has any... You know that he saves him in that. Why do you... I mean, yeah, okay, he runs out and there's a different, slightly different dialogue exchange, but the same things happen. But that has nothing to do with the romance. Yeah, again, I think I think this is all just telling... All this is telling me is that a framing device is needed for this. Like, even something like the social network, which has a framing device of the courtroom. And so all of this stuff is 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 framed through the lens of that, where truth is or is not what the characters are actually saying. Like, all, like things like that, especially in a story like this, like, I've, and, and the fact that it's in a courtroom, like, I just, I'm just confused as to why there is no framing device here, because it just muddies things to me in terms of what the movie's trying to say yeah now i one thing that stood out to me that i really really i will say was probably one of the best examples of and this is super out of left field but this movie really does it well fully like yeah the it's sound got effects 
especially in that last duel, are phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I know it seems like such a minor thing, but it stood out to me for some reason that it was really well done. I think Ridley Scott is always good at fold. Like, he's always got, like, his worlds have, like, you think Blade Runner, you think Alien, you think Gladiator, all of them have, like, the the oral facets are, uh, are, are there. But yeah, I, I just I just had to say that. Just that's I mean, I'm gonna kind of not review this very well because I didn't enjoy this at all, except for that last ten minutes when it's just a fight scene. But yeah, I will say that was probably the highlight of this movie and probably the best thing about this, other than some of the cinematography to show those slight changes. Yeah. But they didn't you're right, they didn't change it enough to keep you invested as much as you need to be for this. Yeah, I don't know if that's the true story aspect of this or like what. Like I I don't know. It just it just seems silly to me. Like, and the fact that they also say that both of these guys are so full of themselves to say that one like line of dialogue, and yeah, then you find and out then it's you the find dude it's behind, the, yeah, dude behind him. Yeah. Like, who cares? Like again, like, all that of that's one. like it's subtle differences like that, and there and those subtle differences are peppered in throughout. And again, I think that's fine. Like, I'm okay with the subtle differences, and I'm okay with it being not like an obvious thing where each of them are so completely different. But I feel like there's some parts of this, the rape scene especially. Um, that that would have been rendered better if it had not uh, uh, been so interested in like delineating every single part of their experience. Um, yeah. And like again, it's just it's also, so weird because it just doesn't come together to a cohesive whole to me. So it's hard to find which parts do and do not without like going through and you know. And also, I just want to say like. One other bad thing about this, Matt Damon doing a British accent. Yeah, I there think are definitely the, moments where well, he even just ben drops Aff- it. Ben Affleck also. Yeah, both of them were terrible. I've heard people <laughs> say that Ben Affleck is a highlight of this, and I and I. I don't think so. I like Ben Affleck as an actor. I think more than most people do. I did not. I was not. He didn't. It wasn't believable. His character just certain things about his character it. is a joke. Like yeah. and it's and they play him as comic relief, which is weird to me it's because a he's for a, villain, a terrible like, person. Yeah, like, and he's played for comic relief. I don't. I don't get that. Like the shoe. Like like that's you know, fine. Hey, and a, like you can play the... a villain for comic relief in a different type of story. In this type of story where he's clearly abusing women. Like I don't like. It yeah. just does not totally like, work. Who said for me. that the, he needs to be funny? Who told Ridley Scott, "Hey, this guy's everybody's gonna be real bummed out by this movie, but you know what's gonna make it better?" <laughs> well, I mean, Ben it's, Affleck and Matt ben Damon Affleck did write the screenplay. Okay, well, so I don't know if that's where it comes from. And they're great writers. Like, look at Goodwill Hunting, but like, well, like they're a good writing they're team. A good team. But again, in certain movies, again, like they Dogma, have, but, but it's them too. And then there's the. There's there's also a woman screenwriter on here as well. I don't remember what her name was, but so you have those two and then her. So like I feel like again, this specifically a women's perspective is where it shines through the most. And then when you pull that back, like there's so many things where it's like believe the women's perspective, but then it feels to me like every single choice is undercutting her 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 empathy with her. Yeah, and and also I just, I other mean, than Jodie Comer's performance, which I think is the best in the film. I also want to say just by the way, this had probably the most predictable ending. Because clearly they're not going to... Well, I mean, it's the true story, so you can't really but blame it for being predictable. I did, but I didn't know what the story was beforehand. All I'm saying yeah. is I know, like, there is a level of tension because I, did I didn't not know believe, that. I, I was not, like, did not... I was like, well, maybe they're going to do, a, like, a thing where they... She... Well, I don't want to say the ending, but... I don't want to say the ending either. I'm just saying that I was it not seemed fully very predictable to me. Because the, the, the way that this movie was playing certain moralities and cer- certain, um, certain types of... You, you know, uh, what's what's the word? I, I don't know. It just kind of is pushing. Not a, it's not necessarily pushing an agenda because being anti-rape is isn't 
I mean, that's pretty obvious. Well, like, people, that have called this, an people have called this medieval Me Too yeah, as I mean, a shorthand. Because which, of something like that, though, I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from, but at the same time, like, they also, they, gosh, what, how do I word this? The way that they they look back at this movie from a modern perspective doesn't, they, yes, it, it I agree. doesn't they're, do they're justice to the, these characters yeah, they're projecting correctly. modern politics onto a story that happened Hundreds of years yeah, ago, like which is which years is, ago, yes, and, and exactly. at the same time, morality, especially about certain things like this, have changed so much that that judging these characters through that kind of lens isn't really fair. And I think the uh, Matt Damon's character's mother has a great line about it, like where how she kind of talks about how she, like, gosh, this is spoilers, but at the same time, I'm not promoting anybody to no, go see this movie. I don't but, think she is. Her, his mom's a we. I did not she, understand what the point of her at all was. I think the point of her is that, like... Well, when she has that line when she talks about how something similar had happened to her... Yeah, like her, her whole character's point is, like, is that... that yeah, but, but it's also, also but I think, messy, man. I It's like... But there's another line she has right before that. The, the line where she says, like, what our soldiers do to the peasant women when we go just, in and fight. That, that, it's the boys you know, why are, boys mentality. Well, no, but I'm not saying that. I'm saying that this is something commonplace that did happen at the time a ton. Which does not make it right. I'm not saying it's making it right, right but I'm saying yes, the fact that does, they're, they're yeah. playing this like, this is oh, this is such an, an, an unheard of, unspeakable thing. Like, no, this happens all the freaking time. These people, these guys, especially on the Crusades and stuff like that, these yeah. dudes went. Well, to, I think didn't they say at the end that that, that he went on a crusade? And yeah, died? and it, which is very common. A lot of people died, and a lot of people were raped in the Crusades, and it just it just happens like that. This is that is literally part of that. That is like always was known as a perk for being a medieval soldier like that especially if you were just a regular foot soldier, if you were raiding a town or a village or something, that was just part of the job. That is literally what they got to do. And it was not right, and I don't agree yeah, with it, yeah. but they treat it like this is such an egregious and unheard of thing when it's not at that time at all. And it just kind of comes off as un unauthentic. And it just seems like, I don't know, it just, yeah, something didn't seem right, and no, you could tell there was moral posturing to it. I kind of agree with you. I don't necessarily have the vocabulary to articulate exactly how I think the, tr the truth of this matter is, so I don't want to, like, put my foot in where I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but I, I think I, I definitely agree that there's a lot of things that happened um, in this in in this era of time that our modern perspective does not allow us to actually understand like how people like we don't see these people as people we see these people as historical figures who are who are somehow like we're morally superior to them um, because of our perspective which we're not yeah. uh, in any way no i mean obviously there are certain figures in in history who even at the time were pretty brutal and even for their own you know uh even for their own time, like Christopher Columbus, I think went on trial because people were so appalled by some of the some of the ways he ran things in in the New World and stuff like that. But you know, there definitely is a, a you cannot treat this like these people are here today in just a med, like a medieval society, but with modern uh, morality. It just doesn't work, and it comes off as disingenuous and just I don't know. It, it it was weird the way that they did it. They definitely had some lines in there that felt like they were pushing uh, a message, like especially during the trial, like when the trial is actually happening right before the big fight. 
definitely felt like they were pushing something. And I don't know. I don't like a movie that that's that preachy. And uh, I don't know. The the audience in my in yeah, my theater seemed to laugh. Well, There's one line that made the audience like, oh, uh, you know, like how could they think that? Like, just just they don't even these people that were in this theater with me didn't even realize just how badly written that that part was and just how out of left field they threw that in there. And I don't know. I I I don't want to divulge too much. If you are gonna see it, I don't want to ruin like everything, but. I don't know. Let's get into scores quickly. Let's yeah. run through this, and then we can get on to a much better film. I hope you feel it's better. Do you like? No, Monty I Python? definitely think it's better. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I know we don't see so see our movies too eye to eye, but at least we agree that this one was definitely the last duel was definitely lackluster. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the scores then. Uh, first impression, not super pleased. I liked the action at the end, but and and some of the aesthetic choices. Definitely does well portraying the time. I liked that, and I love historical films, but in terms of writing or acting, nothing nothing was great, and nothing... I, I felt like everybody was kind of below average. Um, I'm going to give this a four. Um, yeah, again, I really did not hate this by any means, um, but again, I don't think it's going to be one we're talking about a year from now. I, I agree. I um, agree. Other and it's than not, to and bring it, didn't, it up as a and it didn't example. really stick with me, and again, there's just a lot of things where I feel the movie undercuts itself, and and it's and again, I'm I'm not sure if I'm just misreading it or if what it whatever it is, I I did not I don't, I just don't think it's that great. Again, even though there are like specific elements of it that that do work, um, I'll give this a five. Yeah, I think aesthetically, Ridley Scott. A plus on that, but but as far as acting and, and writing and just it just didn't it fell flat. It fell flat. And I think because the visuals were solid enough and historically accurate and I liked the way that they showed things, I that's where that's how, the only reason it even gets a four for me. But yeah, next category. Uh story. I wish I mean literally, like you said, they could have just told this from her perspective and then just done the duel. Like they, if they would have just cut the first two perspectives, they, I mean, there is no need because they imply so heavily. Like they clearly, yeah. I mean, I don't, they do I don't this, want, I don't want to say that because they're very clearly trying to show the other perspectives. So I would, I would, I would be more apt, apt, apt to say, change slightly change the three perspectives. But like again, I do feel like that so fundamentally undercuts her. And the movie's intention is to not undercut her. Well, no, the, I'm thinking they favor her so much. Like, they literally, like, they do everything but come out and say her version is the truth. No, they, and I agree, with, I so do agree with that also that. because what happens, I mean, I'm going to go back to Rashomon. In Rashomon, all three of them are liars. The wife, the samurai, and the, ghost. And the, and the thief. All oh. three of them are liars. And, even, and they have a fourth perspective who is also lying but tells most of the truth. Like, so, again, you can't have her be... Again, I had this problem too, where it's like she is the paragon of virtue, which is is viable in like a fairy tale setting, especially. Um, I just don't think it functions well here. Well, they could if they literally would have just not when they go to the chapter title thing and and so heavily implied that hers is the truth. If they would have given each of them equal standing in Well, that. I'm not even, I don't even really have a problem with saying hers. Hers is the truth. But, like, give us some sort but of that, framing as to why hers is the truth. 
Because, like, it's a truth, 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 but then this is, like, capital T truth, but, like, there's no motivation for that. That's another good point. Like, so I'm fine with I, hers being the truth. Just, like, give me reason why. Well, if her, but if you, there's no point in telling three stories if you're going to imply one of them is the absolute truth before the the, fi the yeah. finale of this movie. Because then it takes away any any sort of buildup for those two characters. If you if you have them all well, the, equal, I mean, the and point, then there's the a point bit of that information the, the, that is the dropped. The duel is not actually reliant on whether or not she's telling the truth. The duel is I, just physical. It's not actually a spiritual thing where she's told I, the I truth, know. therefore he's going to win. But if they if they tell everybody's story equally and not imply that one is specifically the absolute truth or not, and then at the end, after everything is resolved, then do something, introduce some sort of bit that ties them all together, but specifically implies one is correct and one isn't, or and the other two aren't, or something like that, then it makes sense to do it the way that they did. Mm, but by having two that like, are told that... I'd rather have are, it before. I think it needs to be before, not it, after. It needs to be... Because after gives you like a... It's a mic drop moment. I don't, but I, but I think this type of story can't, it's not, it's not the usual suspects. The usual suspects is what that would be like. This needs to, I think this is more like where if you're actually looking for the truth in, in like a court of law, like I, whatever. Um, Either way, I think we both, we both, if we were in charge of structuring this, we would both have very different films, but I think both of ours would be better. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, obviously we don't have the expertise to beat like Ridley Scott, but I'm just saying like. I think if we had Ridley Scott do it our way, well, I think we could. I mean, if we're talking about structuring, we're talking about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, but. <laughs> but, yeah, or, well, yeah, them too. I, and, again, for writing, I think this is very, I think they could have done it very differently. And I mean, Ridley Scott is pumping him out at this point. He's got two movies this year yeah. that are going to be up for Oscars. So, I don't know. I was definitely not feeling it. It. Maybe the first time around when they do Matt Damon's perspective, okay. But after that, telling the same story pretty much two more times and then finally getting to, like, the main yeah, action. I mean, because it's, it's so... It drags on way too long. So I'm giving this story also... Uh, uh, I'm going to give it a three. I, I would give it a four, but I don't think it's worth a four. I think... Um, I think I'll say four. I, I did not like the way the story played out, but it's... Yeah, yeah that's what a four says to me. Yeah. Next. Acting is next category. Like I said, their accents drop out a few times noticeably, and you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. Like, I know they're professional actors, but I don't think they've ever really had to do British characters for a, something like this. But they're French. Or for, I'm sorry. You're, you're right. But they, when yeah. you do any sort of European character that's in a different language, for an American audience, usually the go-to is to do a British accent, and everybody has the suspension of disbelief that they're whatever, Italian or French or whatever, usually that's how they do it. The exception may, being The King when uh, Robert Pattinson does a, actually a pretty solid French accent, uh, you know, throughout that, but usually the standard, like if you look at Gladiator, this is a Roman character, he's got a British accent, you know, like anything like that. That's usually the go-to. Um, and they did not maintain their accents well. So... Acting, and, and again, it just, nobody was 100% believable either. Like, I just, and I really felt like actually uh, Ben Affleck was just terrible. It, it seemed like he always, any scene with him was just so, it felt so flat. Uh, I give it a four for acting. Um, usually the side characters who were only shown once or twice, A-OK. -okay. Like the king, the French king, Charles the Sixth, 
Yeah. A okay. And I liked him. I liked the way that they big showed Joffrey him. Joffrey vibes from him. Yeah. Him. Well, him. And, well, no, I didn't think. I mean, he he's not like, that bad, but. He's not that bad, for gosh sakes. No, he's just a, a young king. He's a, he's a. He's more like, uh, what's Joffrey's brother's name? Oh, gosh. The one that just. Yeah. <laughs> what's his name? I can't think of his name. He's more um, like him, yeah. really. Because he's like the younger. He's kind of, he's kind of innocent. I mean, kind he's not. No, he's not really innocent. Boisterous though. a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of. Yeah. Like. I, I get from his eyes that he he. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. Yeah, we can't. There's certain. Um, yeah, but I I liked him. I liked the side characters. Um, but he does take. You'd see him take glee in the in the blood sport. Yeah, and that's which is, but that's the kind of thing where they're not this wise ruler. Yeah. They're this young still kind of. Which I think Joffrey's little brother is a little bit less uh, cruel than that. But yeah. Well, did you notice that guy like somewhere who's between out maybe. with Adam Driver in this is in Game of Thrones? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty he sure he is. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's one of the uh, Night's Watch. Oh. I'm, I'm almost certain. If you look up the cast list, it's that dude with the long hair and the blonde long hair and the, must, the little mustache. And I can't think of his name, but yeah, the one who's at the door with him. Yeah, no, guy. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Um, I think acting, Jody Comer is stellar. So like, like eight, nine range, like she gives a great performance. She does. Adam Driver, I think, is also close to that level. I think he does he does great. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck is just like you can see Boston. <laughs> I didn't like, like Adam Driver. I can in this see at all. I can he's he's better than Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Um, he is, but I still thought this was probably the worst movie I've seen Adam Driver in. Um, I mean, even including Star Wars, I think he plays Kylo Ren better than he does this guy. I, well, I agree with that. Um, and I'll give this a six for acting. Okay. Cause it's 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 functional. Like I feel like everyone else is like a little bit below functional, and then Jodie Comer kind of like brings it up a touch, and, back and you to could, functional. Yeah, and you could say there's an argument like that to tell a story three times and to do the subtle differences the right way, you know, whatever. But but these guys, I I just don't think they did it. I don't think they did it right. Uh, something about it just just irks me. Next category, look and feel. This is where it stands out. I, I really liked it. I liked how they chose to always kind of show it kind of dreary. Um, yep. And they always trying to chose the seasons to, to match that, like right between fall and, and winter. You could tell winter was kind of setting in on France during the duel and all this other stuff. And I, I liked that. And I really thought it visually was a very beautiful movie. And again, the Foley was fantastic. And the sets were awesome. And score doesn't stand out too score much. Score doesn't set out, stand out, you're right, because they, well, one, they hardly use a, a score. Yeah. A lot of it is just dialogue. But I think everything besides score aesthetically they, was fantastic. So I'm going to give this. That makes me wonder if they even had a score. They do. They do. Okay. Um, but it it's used sparingly. Um, so I will give this. Oh, Harry I, I really liked it. I, I Because the score wasn't solid at all enough to be memorable or used enough, I'm going to give it an eight. But I think every other aesthetic choice in this was fantastic. Costuming, set yeah. design, everything. Um, I give this a seven. It's, it's decent. All right. Um, experience. This is, this is just... It, those people ruined it for me. But again, I still almost fell asleep in this. And that should be telling that I was in a theater and I, I nearly... I just couldn't. I, it was just so boring after a while to me. Uh, a three. First, first playthrough of the main story with Matt Damon's perspective, great ending was kept me entertained. Fine, I did not need the two in the two in the middle. I was just so out of it at that point, especially by the end of her telling of it. I was just done. Um, I think this is a six. Like it's it's just it's a very middle of the road experience for me. 
All right. Um, nothing really to to say other than that. Okay, then we're gonna uh, get to the stores. We'll just hop right into it because we're we now we only have twenty minutes to tell the the Monty Python one. Um, so what's our what's our final score? Do we got a number here? Uh, fifty out of one hundred, which puts it. At the bottom low. of the list, yeah. Um, it's one our above, worst. One above, no, not, at the bottom, like near the bottom of the list. Above Crude's 2, below Mank. <laughs> I think Mank is a way better movie than this. I feel like Crude's 2 is a way better movie than this. And Crude's 2 is not good. <laughs> yeah. But I'd still watch Crude's 2 10 times over before I would rewatch this one. Um, gosh, that's that's telling. What's our lowest ever? Midway. And what was that score? 47. Okay, so it's not far from the bottom at all. Yeah, uh, they were just two below it. Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, we can both probably say, don't waste your time watching this if you really I mean, want to see it. I would recommend it. it. There's again, it's dealing with with sensitive uh, and serious topics, uh, subject matter. So in that sense, like you kind of have to be like knowing what you're in for with that. Which I don't think this movie was really advertised necessarily as that. Yeah, they advertise, um, advertise more of the trial than than the actual like lead up to it. But ninety percent of this movie is the lead up to yeah. the trial. So I mean, just know that, and then for me, just know that I don't, I did not think it was particularly effective. I I thought of um, Promising Young Woman actually, which came out last year, which is dealing in similar subject matter um, and similar similar thematic, but it's set during the modern day. So that helps, um, and it's also a lot more stylish, um, which I think overall I just thought it was it communicated this a similar idea to this better. Okay. Um, so if anything, I would check out Promising Young Woman, honestly. Before you um, see this, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're into like a historical thing, just watch this, but then I'd say just fast forward until to but chapter three, yeah, well, and then just, just go from there. You can you can do this if you start a chapter, it, what it calls chapter three. I would three, not recommend doing that. but I think if you do it that way, you're fine. I don't think you're going to lose anything because the first two stories or first two chapters are so clo uh, closely related. You just do chapter three, go to the end. You'll save yourself like two hours. You'll be fine. Uh, watch it like a TV show episode and and then go watch some Bob's Burgers or something. Uh, <laughs> but okay, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, uh, classic from what year? I know it's the 70s, right? Or is it 80s? Yeah, it's the 70s. It so. was um, I, I 76, 75. Okay. Monty Python has always kind of predated Saturday Night Live, kind of began the sketch comedy thing. I mean, there are other examples of like smaller thea th theater examples, uh, like the one out of Canada uh, that Farley and Eugene Levy and those guys did. Uh, something Cities. Oh, gosh, if anybody, people are going to know and they're going to be mad. I uh, can't remember it right now, but... Um, those things kind of led up to it, but but Monty Python always predated SNL. This is one of their most famous movies. If most people know about this, but young folks like you and I aren't super privy to it unless they watched it in like a history class in high school or something. I did. That's where I where I saw Monty Python and the Holy Grail for the first time. But uh, I like it. I don't think it's the best comedy I've ever seen, but it has one of my favorite jokes of all time in it. What is it? Which one? <sighs> Dude, I don't. If somebody hasn't seen it, I don't want to ruin the joke because if you don't know we'll what's going to hint at what it, what it is, which with one the it guy is. who's like treating like when it breaks away and for a moment it's a guy a, a narrating guy walking around the castle grounds like treating it like it's a history uh, show, like mm -hmm. like it's a like a documentary. Yeah, 
and then the next time you see him, something happens, and then the next time, like, it ties in, and it's, like, its own story in the background of this. Mm. If you, it, I'll explain what the joke is yeah. if you don't know which one I I'm talking about. Remember. It's kind of gets overlooked, honestly. I don't I know if I can find a years. clip <laughs> of it, but it's so funny to me. And when I saw that, I was, like, suffocating laughing because it's, like, just that unexpected humor like in Rick and Morty when uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole gets shot. <laughs> when he gets shot and you just don't expect yes, it Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we, just did, we did just say Poopy Butthole on uh, the college radio station. Yeah, <laughs> well, it is what it is. That's a character name. No, it's I know, a proper no, I, noun no, in I this know, case. No, I, I'm no, using I, it. it's, the, it's the proper use of the word. I'm just, it's just funny that but you can bring The it fact that, but when he gets shot by Beth, and yeah. you don't expect oh, it. To yeah. go, like, that's the kind yeah, of comedy like when it yeah. shocks you no. you're not expecting you're like, what? it. And then, yeah. Yeah. That's, for some reason, that kind of thing hits my yeah. funny bone. And there's one joke in Monty Python and the Holy Grail that well, it's, absolutely uh, the, nails the that. The poopy butthole thing is, is dark, too. Yeah, well, it's dark, but but it's just funny because, like, you see yeah. her reaction and she's, her hands and shaking. Her hands shaking is for the line, yeah. <laughs> like, I just loved that. And and when I saw that, it made me laugh just as hard. And <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't have any bad memories of yeah, me. <laughs> wanted to tell you he's sorry <laughs> memories yeah and you know like rick is in the background like stealing pills from the hospital uh but no that it's a great example of that same type of comedy uh space dandy also has another joke like that when they replace the main crew in the intro with the emo crew and if you haven't seen space dandy which is an anime by the same people who did cowboy bebop mm-hmm. You won't know what I'm talking about, but if you have, you know what I'm talking about. I haven't even seen Cowboy Bebop yet, but it is on my watch list. It's coming out as a live action I will thing on Netflix or something. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, other than that, there are still many great jokes. The one with the trial of the witch. That's and, one of my favorite sequences. And very I mean, small rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and what else floats? A duck. That's right. And like, you know, like, so they just use these weird logical devices for yeah. that. And there's a lot of great skits. There's some that are not awesome, like all hilarious. My, my like, favorite, I think my favorite one might be the one where they're standing at the at the castle entrance and they see the guy running up and it goes, and they cut the drums going and then they cut back to them and, he, and then they cut back to the guy running and they go, and they cut back to him and then they, and then he's like further away still and they cut back and then he's just all of a sudden there kills him and running to the yeah, other side. Yeah, the, yeah, he like leads up to it. That Yeah, that was a great one. I mean, there are a lot of great sketches in this that that make it such a classic. And, I mean, right up there with the... Um, the ending where everything just is like, okay, we're done. We ran out of money. Yeah. I mean, they, they have so many good ones in this. And there are a few that fall flat. I think, um, honestly, everybody loves the Dark Knight jo- or the Black Knight joke. But yeah. I, I don't really find it that funny. Really? Like, yeah. It's just like, okay, I get the joke, but... It goes on too long on the, using the same yeah, punchline. <laughs> when you use the same punchline four I mean, times that's, and that's, it drags, like it, that. Well, I mean, that type of humor is so hard to get right. I think my favorite example of that type of humor is in The Simpsons when Homer walks and then steps on a rake and it smacks up into his face and then he goes and steps on another rake and it slams up in his face and then he does it like thirty more times. Well, Simpsons did that in a lot of things. The Simpsons movie has him on the wrecking ball, rock in a hard place, hitting yeah. those like over yeah. and over, and it's just like, okay, I get it, just move on. But but I mean, like, it's the repetition that makes it funny. I like, in the fact that it's like, okay, it's not done. It's like well, the, I lo- I love that type of joke because it goes like, it's like, oh, it's funny, and it's like, no, it's not funny anymore. Move on, and then it like magically becomes funny again. I think you're right that sometimes those jokes. Do land but again, well, yeah, but, but that one for me was not. Yeah, so it's hard. It's a definitely a hard thing to balance because like you can't. It has to eventually become funny again. And it can't just. It can't just be funny and then be like 
okay, move on, and then never come back into funny again. And just for the two minutes here before we start getting into scores, yeah. what is this movie about? It's kind of satirizing the tale of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table and going on this quest for the Holy Grail during the Crusades. And it's that's pretty much it. It's just and then a sketch comedy is as each of these knights is yeah. followed and, and shown bit by bit on their specific side of the journey. And they they do some very funny stuff with King Arthur. And and it's it's great. Like, I don't think you really ever see anybody riding a horse. It's always people like the knights <laughs> pretending to gallop while well, the one dude's got a coconut. and He's doing the sound effects. But then yeah. they're also just doing the motions of riding a yeah. horse. And it's just and it's just ridiculous, yeah, but it's a great, great classic comedy. If you haven't seen it, I would definitely say go see watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I think this Monty Python have, sketches. I don't know if you've watched a TV show of it. I ever. have. I have. I mean, I'm, I haven't watched all of it or anything like no, that. But no. I've watched. I've watched but sketches some of from it, it. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen the Olympic Tag? No. That's that's a great one. That's one of my favorites. But uh, or uh, Nudge Nudge Wink Wink is another great one. Mm. But. Um, this would have actually been fun to do with uh, the Green Knights, which is with another the, Arthurian legend. But yeah, that would have uh, been great. If you, what if we had done that as the combo? But I, I really did not want to see Green Knight. It just didn't look, didn't look appealing. But yeah, let's let's get into the let's get into the scores here. Uh, we'll have eleven minutes here. That's enough time. I um, think so. First impression. First impression, because there was such a, a good joke that landed with me and a lot of other sketches that still were funny but weren't like, you know, rolling on the floor laughing, but still really solid. I had a great time with this movie. I just, and they don't satirize anything too badly to just totally seem disingenuous and like like they're almost roasting the past. It's just they're they're doing it in their own style that's just so much fun. I, I'd give this an, an eight. Um, I, again, I haven't seen this in three years, so I remember giving it a seven. I enjoyed it, but again, with comedies, a lot of, a lot of it is like whether you're living with it or not and stuff like that. Like how much are you rewatching it? So like, again, I'm sure this would jump up to an eight or a nine if I watched again, um, or several more times. It's just, ha I just haven't gotten back to it. Yeah. Um, so seven is my score right now. I'm, I, I but I, again, I see an, a lot of the greatness in it. Yeah. Um, that but I'm sure will come back around at some point. Seven with room to improve. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. All right. Which uh, is what a lot of sevens are, honestly, for yeah. me. Oh, I, I can definitely see that. Uh, next category? Story. I think it's... This it is one I have no idea how to judge, um, especially <laughs> considering that I haven't seen it in a while. The story is separated by each and every night. It's almost... Uh, Chapter it's by a, chapter, it's specific. Not, yeah, on, on it's, it's very anti-structure well, in that way. The structure is just it gives everybody their own time in the spotlight with their own joke, and then Arthur is kind of the the, the one that they keep coming back. Right, to. but it's not like linear. It's not like you. It's not like they pick up uh, keys that they'll need later in the story to use no, against a big bad guy. No, you're right, but um, I just think that they and they play on the original character traits of of those knights mm -hmm. really well. If you look at yeah, it. and there's no like character change or anything like that. There's no, no. like arcs or or flaws and stuff like. That. I mean, there's flaws, but there's no like flaws that will be re redeemed and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but but story wise, I think they do a great job in satirizing uh, satirizing the Knights of the Round Table. I think that they really knew the stories well yeah. going into it, and then to then turn those into jokes, they do it flawlessly. Um, mm -hmm. I don't. 
again, you're you're all right that it is kind of hard to judge this. If I'm judging this as in terms, you can't of, judge it as as a as, as a an, regular movie. Yeah. but also it's different from. I would most say regular. Comedies. I would say I would say. I mean, uh, the only other comedies you can compare movie. this to are like Mel Brooks or Naked Gun or something like that, where they're like they're sketch based comedies more than they are story based comedies, and so. In terms of sketch-based comedies, this is very solid. Uh, I will probably also give this an eight. I think just, yeah, I, I got to give it an eight. I don't know if I would say it's the best one ever. I really, really love The Naked Gun. I think those those movies are really funny. And um, Leslie Nielsen is probably one of the best like deadpan actors of all time, and I just love his his take on those. But I still give this an eight because it's very, very good. Uh, I don't even feel like I can score this. Um, again, I, I, I just don't have, cause I mean, I feel like a seven would, is wrong. I don't, I don't think that it's correct. I'll give it an, I'll give it a seven, but I, again, I feel like it's just, it's just difficult to, to judge in this way. And my, uh, yeah, I, I, I can see how it's, it's tough. It, it definitely is. It, I mean, are you, if you, if you haven't seen a lot of those types of sketch comedies either, like I know you've seen Spaceballs, but like, like there's a lot of story stuff in here, and like and like the satire and stuff like that. Like there's it's definitely like communicating something and like doing it purposefully, in terms of like how how uh, uh, characters are going about doing things stupidly, like the like the logic thing with the witch. Um, <laughs> so like you've Wait. got story beats in there, and like and like story stuff, in the sense that like like thematic stuff is being communicated. I'm just not. Uh, uh, Again, I don't have the... Is it stupid if they're correct in their thinking? I don't know what that means. Well, like, remember when we talked about Princess Bride and you said this guy, this the Speaking one... Speaking of Princess Bride, well... I'm... No, hold on. Well, you said that the one guy who captured her was like, he thinks he's smart, but he's really stupid. Well, he's but not he stupid. never does that's anything wrong... that's actually incorrect in that situation. Yeah, right. So, so he's... So it's he like... He is smart. He's... 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 I, what's what's he's, the word you'd use to describe smart, that? But they he's, use, he's like he's using reason where reason should not apply, if I, that makes sense. Well, in the situation with I think with with Monty Python and the the, the witch trial thing, I think they're oh, they, they, they're, they, use, they are not using reason they use where they ridiculous should. Ridiculous logic, but in the <laughs> context of the universe, the logic actually works. So therefore, it's not ridiculous if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah, but it is though. It's it's ridiculous from our perspective as a viewer in a world where that logic wouldn't work. Well, I know. So so the film's perspective is that it's 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 oh, unreasonable. Oh, yeah. Just like the Princess Bride's perspective, the the film what it's communicating is that uh, his perspective, his his way of going about things is is incorrect and flawed, which is what leads to his demise. We hope you're writing this down, folks, because if you're able to follow this this part, we're just talking about what's correct and what isn't. And based on perspectives, I applaud you if you are able to. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, next uh, category, or did I not score? Acting, yeah, you scored it. Acting. Okay. I thought everybody did all right. I think the one, I mean, this isn't easy to score either just because, again, it's sketch comedy and the acting on these has never been, like, amazing. But it's, in not, any... it's, not, dramatic, it's not a dramatic performance. It's like the yeah. acting is, is if actually the acting functions as as portraying the comedy and like and, and, and aids the comedy, then it's then it's good acting. Yes. Because that's the standard. I, I, the one character I never really liked, though, in this was when they, they have this guy playing the woman in that, like, socialist commune that King Arthur comes across. 
and it's just so clearly a dude, and he's doing like the worst women voice, woman voice of all time. And I'm just I can't thinking, remember that. Is that isn't that supposed to be funny though? It is fun. Well, what the the comedy of that whole skit is coming from the guy explaining these like social hierarchy, like 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 really deep <laughs> premises that are comparing like monarchy to dictatorship and like all this other stuff and how their commune works it's more the joke of him just like trying to school king arthur and and kind of belittle him but then at the same time this other actor is just in there and just is terrible and kind of takes away from my viewing thing because it just we're pretty bad at it but other than that i think the rest of it's really fine so i i i have one small side character that so what's your score eight again um, I think I'm gonna go for eight as well. Like, I mean, you, these these are just actors who who know what the goal of the film is and and are achieving it perfectly. Like they they've got that that like smirk that on their faces the entire time. Like they know they they like that. Without that, it doesn't work. Like yeah. King Arthur when he's riding on his thing, he's got like the little smirk on his face that it's like we're aware this is dumb, and he's like, but he's the character himself is not, and it's and that's just great stuff like that. And that's throughout the entire film. Um, eight's my score. Look and feel. Okay, for this category. <laughs> What's your score going to be? <laughs> I think they actually do a really good job. Because you can't give it better than Princess Bride. Because if you're. Yeah, I can. Because they're not using any like terrible looking props. They're using real life locations. They're yeah. out in the. I, I don't know but if you dude, would call this, this like movie's the supposed wilderness. to look. It's a satire. So it's supposed but, to look but, like. Low but they budget, still make because it is low budget. But if budget. you took the sets of this, took out all the fantastical characters of this, and you actually filmed another movie, you could do it, and it, it could be a more serious God movie. God is literally a cutout. <laughs> I'm not talking about that part. No, but I I'm know. talking I, about like how terrible the the effects are in Princess Bride throughout. Whereas yeah. in this, you could actually remove the characters, put another movie in there, and it's doable i'm okay what i'm saying is they're both doing the same thing and that they're both satirizing this type of yeah which is why they both look kind of similar in the way that their locations and, and, and co costuming especially costuming especially aesthetically um, i actually have very few uh qualms with this i do wish that they had more uh music store because they reuse the same store a ton like dun 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 yeah, dun as a joke like you're gonna have that stuck in your head because it's the one thing they play and they play it like 300 times so I would give it a seven but the set design and and the use of actual like castles kind of in the background and like they actually went out on certain locations like I can appreciate that so seven for sure I think some of it obviously could look a little better but overall they do a very good job. Um, again, my score here is completely arbitrary. I'll say seven, but I really don't care. And the final category. Experience. I had a great time watching this the first time. Uh, most of the jokes landed really well. One was one of my favorite jokes of all time. So my experience with this was probably a nine. I'll give it an eight. I like watching it, and I want to watch it again. All right. Um, so what is our final score here, Final Gideon? score is a 77 out of 100, which puts it at the same score as, as Casablanca. And James Bond, right? Didn't yeah. we just do that? And, and it was Bond. 77? Yep. Uh, all right. Well, there we go. Well, this has been Script to Screen here on 90.3 WRST. Uh, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week with two more fresh movies for you. And uh, have a good rest of your Tuesday.